but we didn't do a one-minute summary of Camping Buddies. No, because I, I just didn't... No one wanted to. Like, we all were just kind of like, nah. I thought about it for a second. For the big dough, you gotta play Lotto. This week's the biggest jackpot ever. Over three million bucks. Three million dollars? Por favor, my ice cream is melting. Soon it's gonna be hot fudge. But what is Lotto? Hello, and welcome to Imposed Melancholy. Ramjack and the Tragedy of the Enlightened Mooncalf. Hi guys, I am Alex, and joining me today for Ramjack is my good friend and co-host, Brad. Hello, listeners. Hi. How are you? Don't be rude. Please answer. Out loud, wherever you are, no matter what. Brad, I, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, listeners, Brad asked you a question. What are you doing that you can't you can't respond to him right now? What's up? Are you? That's weird. Do you think you think you're too good to respond, asshole? Huh? Brad, 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 Brad. I know, I know. No. It's high emotions. You asked them a Listen. question and they didn't get back. Who the fuck are you? Who are you, listener? Just kidding. I missed you. He's kidding. He missed you. Oh, how are you? But seriously though, how are you? Yeah, see, I, like, look, if you're on the road, slow down, pull over, give us a call. Hey, just a nod, just a nod, just an, a nod that you that you heard us, that's all. Yeah, just a little poke. Go on Facebook, give a little poke. Yeah, just whatever. Do, can you still yeah, do that? Is, is that I, just, was, I honestly don't know if you can poke people on Facebook anymore. It's yeah. a good question. I think you can. I, I don't even, I, I'm gonna look. It's never been a comfortable thing. It's always no. felt weird to do. Yeah. But we get weird on Ramjack sometimes. It felt weird in 2006, and I, I, um, I don't know. Hey, reach out and poke someone. What can you I do don't... on Facebook? Well, it's neat. You can, like, invite people to parties or whatever. Um, you can keep up with them. You can talk about your emotions, and you can poke people. Why would I want to poke someone? Alex, I don't, I don't think you I don't think you can. I think it's very well hidden. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm on. I'm on your Facebook currently because I, I wouldn't want to accidentally poke somebody. True. Um, unless it, you can poke a friend and it'd be okay. Yeah. Oh, I can ask to see what your hometown is. Somebody's cloaking that out. They Why would? Do you, do you not want anybody to know, Alex? Do you not want anyone to know where you're from? Is is Facebook? <laughs> Wait a minute. So if there's not information in my profile that's filled in, someone else can request it. It says hometown. Ask to see info. I'm going to ask. Please ask. I want Facebook. Wait, so you get to actually Why type is in? this a secret? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> now that's a little clever. That Facebook Send request. How else would you get that information than to put it in the power of your friends? Huh. Hey dude, why the fuck are you ashamed of where you were raised? Is that yeah. why it's not on here? Hmm. What hmm. secrets do you hide? Hmm. All right, guys, instead of reaching out to Ramjack, which you should do, I encourage you, instead of poking someone, get up in their business on Facebook and ask them questions as to why they haven't filled out their entire profile, like Facebook wants you to do, because that'll get real weird weird really quickly. What's up, Brad? I can ask Alex for book recommendations. What has happened to Facebook? I don't know. There's there's other features that I didn't know about. All right, guys, Facebook may have gotten real, and we didn't know about it. Hmm. Hmm. So, Alex, how's Timberman and Worms? <laughs> you still enjoying those games? <laughs> um, uh, I, I moved Timberman to my 
I, I feel bad because I think I have... No, I didn't pay money for it. I'm going to delete Timberman. Worms, I never really played. I'll be mm. honest. Mm. Mm. You can poke. I just poked Brad. What? Where? How? There's Brad as in a, in a square. If I follow the rectangle of the people and mass of mm -hmm. the painting, there is following, message, and there's a little uh, three dots that if you tap on that, I can see our friendship. Oh, I can report wow. you. I can oh, block no. you. No. Or I can give you a little poke. Wow. Well, there you go, guys. There's your Facebook update for the week. Um, I'm really figuring out. I want to figure out how to ask you like questions. Yeah. It was like I. It was like if I if you scroll down um, and like you know where your books and things, and movies. There was a there was a thing at the bottom that was like ask uh, for recommendations, and I could ask. Ask Brad for music recommendations. Well, that's ask gonna, Brad that's gonna for be movie a recommendations. <laughs> oh. So you can also so basically if you don't have everything filled in, you can ask it. It doesn't ask me what you like. Hmm. It's I can't ask you what you like, flat oh. out. I guess I have to follow you and see that. You gotta, you gotta follow and see. Huh? There you go. Facebook That's... still a thing. Facebook, oh, I got a guys. message. Oh, Brad would like to know what your hometown is. Just curious. <laughs> Where <are> you from? <laughs> Brad couples ask, "Why is this a secret?" Question mark. Asshole. And then I think then it gives me choices. The choices are Jackson, uh -huh. Cincinnati, or London. Oh, so you can... Uh, interesting options. that it there's, gave there's me options London. that you can lie. You can be a straight-up liar. Alex, look, here's the three things that we think you make. We don't know where you live. Were you raised in Jackson, Ohio, or the UK in London? You hmm. tell us. Tell Brad. Oh, I can also click it and only share this info with you. Hmm. Nice. That's actually pretty awesome. Nice. I applaud Facebook for such forward thinking such Trixie's tactics to get people to do stuff. I'm just watching this video that Gabby posted of sloths on my Facebook page now. Kind of oh, just I lost. I'm, I'm just lost in baby sloths. Sorry, guys. That's this episode... a sloth. <laughs> that's, a sl <laughs> that's a sloth. It might have tricked me at first, but I know what a sloth is. That's a sloth. <sighs> sloths don't talk. This is... Oh, this is stupid. Let's just watch something on Netflix in public at full volume. They need to turn this down. I can't hear my TV. God, fucking assholes. Monsters are lunatics. Fucking lunatics. Guys, um, I don't know if you've caught on to this yet, but we've got an amazing show for you today. <laughs> Guys, if you didn't know yet, <laughs> <laughs> discussion of how Facebook works. <laughs> um, if two people staring into Facebook trying to figure out, like, old assholes, uh, if that wasn't enough, uh, trust, there's going to be all kinds of fun. Look, I mean, Facebook is antiquated. No one uses it. So to find something I think that is fun and tricksies to get you to fill out information is great. I don't know if that sure. makes us old. I think that makes us people who, oh, Facebook's still around? Let's check it out. Oh, I guess they're doing this neat thing. Whatever. Hmm. We've moved on. The kids sure. have anyway, I guess. I've never used WhatsApp, but I know that that's a popular one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but we are going to be doing an Alfio today. <laughs> Later in the show, we're going to be covering a, a refreshing episode of 227. Indeed, because guys, it's this is Ramjack episode 227, therefore we got, we've got to see what's going on with Jack K and watch an episode of 227. Makes all the sense. 
Um, any sh- listen, guys. It, just so you know, any show that has a really good theme song is game for this podcast. Yeah, that's our only qualification. You have to have a really good theme song. And me and Brad were talking about this before the show. I don't know if it's a coincidence, but Brad has been on two podcasts that covered two television shows, and now those television shows are coming back. Hmm. Brad hmm. did one about the X Files. It's back. Yeah. Brad did one about Twin Peaks. It's back. Yeah. Jonathan did one a full house. It's back. Yeah. So guys, it's, it's all coming back. Uh, listen, <laughs> we've been talking about like um, the Knights Network for a long time, and I, you know, clearly there's some people out there that are listening and stealing our ideas. They are. Um, but they're now, being I'm, careful about it. Yeah, they are. I think they knew if no, if they started with Belvedere, if we bring Belvedere back first, oh, it's it's too like everyone will know. Everyone will know who we got this from. So they're saving that. Because, of course, that's going to be the game changer. That's what's going to change television forever. Bringing Mr. Belvedere back. They're going to bring back Charles in charge. Yes. No, they're going to bring Saved by the Bell back first, which they've kind of already done. Like you said, Jimmy Fallon did that. So that's already done. I can only assume he's in on it. Definitely. Um, They're going to bring back Charles in charge, and we'll be like, okay, this conversation will happen again. We'll right. call them jerks, someone stealing our ideas. Mm-hmm. But when they bring Belvedere and freaking 227 back in the same year, uh. we'll be like, bah. Uh. But, okay, and this is just an idea. They could mm-hmm. go full on, take a gamble. Instead of bringing any of those back, the next show could be Baywatch Nights. <laughs> and if that happens, Brad... I Listen, they're already making a Baywatch movie. They could easily follow that up with a Baywatch Nights movie. The sequel will be Baywatch Nights, obviously. Come on. Come on. It's happening, guys. It's fucking happening. Um, Are they stealing from us? Are we prophets? I don't know the answer. (laughs) All I know is that you guys, you're listening to the right podcast. I think think you've you've made it. Welcome. 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 (laughs) Brad... Uh, before we go into 227, there's just some things we need to talk about. Yes. Um, we're going to go over to the wonderful land of Japan that has filled us with so much happiness over the years. I mean, mm. they're a never-ending spring of just... I, I don't want to say the word insanity. I would like to say innovation. Mm-hmm. I would like to say... Yeah, innovate. we'll go with innovation. They're innova- sure. innovating on happiness. But now they're innovating on sadness. Brad... How much would you pay um, to go to a special type of hotel room? A hotel room that is a safe, private place for you to cry. But isn't every hotel room a safe place for you to cry? How many hotel rooms are not safe for you to cry in? Brad. (laughs) Brad. This is 2015. The NSA is listening. I don't care if they just passed bills to try to stop it. It's not going to happen. They're everywhere. They're in Japan. They're across the globe. They're in every Android and Windows device for sure. We Definitely. know that. Yes. Um, this is a completely safe, private place where no one can touch you in Japan. Where would What would you pay to go to some place where no one could see you or hear you cry or know why you're crying or that you're crying at all? Is this like short term? Like you just go, you dip in to cry? Um, you can take your time. How much time? If you need time? to. How much time? Um, well, here's here's the thing. This is uh, this is a pilot program. Um, it's basically the same as a normal hotel stay. Uh-huh. So eighty five dollars American currency. You have 
24 hours. Uh, or less, pending. It's up to you. I So this is just a hotel room? But it's not just any hotel room, Brad. Um, the room is filled with things to help you cry if you want to just release that emotion. They're outfitted with soft tissues, face masks, makeup remover, and a selection of films and manga. Manga is comics in Japan, guys, for those who don't know. To get your mind right into the spirit of crying. Brad, what 12 films do you think are in this room to make people cry? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have the list! Um, Schindler's List. Um, Star Wars. The Cantina Scene, definitely. Uh, what was the other song that was on that list of, of hot dance tunes? Um, I mean, I know you're going to be rocking out to Immolation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then you're going to probably tear up a little bit. Um... The, sh- the Psycho theme song. That oh, would Psycho. Make people, that Psycho, make yeah. People um, I'm going to say, okay, what, what movies are going to make you cry? Uh, here's what's in there. Here's what you're going to... You're going to have Big Fish. Um, mm. Definitely, definitely. You're going to have uh, the original Muppet movie and uh, the Muppets, the the, the newer one. Um, you're going to have that one. You're going to have both of those Muppet films. Um, you're also going to have the last episode of Fraggle Rock. That's Ooh. all you fucking need. If and you can watch all three of those... Crying. If you can watch all four of those things and not weep, then you're terrible. You don't deserve to have a crying room. Um, I actually only have a few of the, the movies here listed, um, but you're not too far from the truth. What do you think about including Forrest Gump? The no. tearjerker Forrest Gump. <laughs> what? You're crying because that won an Oscar? <laughs> like, I can't believe this won Oscars. Brad, when do oh you think God. people would actually cry in Forrest Gump? Uh, Maybe when he tells Ginny he knows what love is. Ginny, look, I'm dumb. I'm retarded, but I know what love is. I mean, it's run, forest, run. I'm a bird. Fly, fly far away. I, I just don't. I don't think of that movie when is Lieutenant being particularly sad? like tearjerker. Like I, you I didn't guess... cry when Lieutenant Dan came came. Uh, I don't know, full circle and stopped hating God, <laughs> and then invested in Apple and made millions of dollars. No. When Forrest's mom died. Like that movie is like, come on, come on. That's the, the cheesiest movie in the world. That's it. Kind of is. Like it's it's a fine movie. Like I got no major qualms with it, but like it's Forrest Gump. Come on, no thank you. I don't know. I thought it was a little rude that some people would just leave him talking on a uh, um, bench because some people would come and go in his story and he wouldn't know it, and there'd just be a new person beside him. Well, so what? Those people just left and Forrest kept talking and they didn't tell him goodbye, and then a new a, person sat down and just imposed themselves on this conversation. What the fuck, Alabama? Um, I, I feel like this is gonna lead into my monster story. Um, oh, because I, like I feel like sometimes you're just not listening to what pe- people. You know, you're there, you're waiting for a bus, and sometimes you just don't listen. Like, aren't listening to what the hell these people are talking about. But. Before, before we go to the monster, just to close up this room thing, it's a pilot program in Japan. They're not sure if it's going to take off. It's presently only available for women. That's a little sexist, but every, everyone needs to cry, but I... Okay. Um, and it's only available up through August 31st of this year. Afterwards, they'll either open up more of the rooms, because there's only 12 of them available right now. Either this is going to catch on, or it's not. Brad predictions. You don't think it's going to catch on? You don't want a private place to cry with Forrest Gump? You're always allowed to cry everywhere. There's nowhere you can't cry. Uh, You can't cry in the streets. People see. (laughs) I mean, seriously. I. There's no hotel room. It's like, "Ah, I'm sorry. This is a tear-free hotel room. If (laughs) you will not stain our pillows with tears. This is a tear-free zone. (laughs) 
Um, are you crying? Because I'm pretty sure you can't do that here. I don't... I... If this does take off, we need to immediately open up a crying resort where people can go and just cry. I think rich people would do that. Maybe? I don't know. A shake, a sanctioned place to cry? We'll figure it out. But we'll not have Forrest Gump. Again, like the science study yeah. a few weeks ago, we will make our own list of the yeah. 12 movies that will make you cry. Definitely. We're we'll make it a that. gauntlet of emotion. You'll leave mm. like a shell of a human you went in, in but refreshed. But refreshed. Definitely. Definitely. Dehydrated, but refreshed. Mm. Brad, tell us about these monsters. I can't wait to hear about this monster. Um, Alright, yeah, as I was saying, sometimes you're just not paying attention. And I, I, I got off work yesterday, um, and, like, the bus, like, it was running late, and there was a fucking scooter bitch. So, like, it was, uh, it was so annoying. And uh, I'm waiting for my bus to arrive. And I'm trying to like check my email because there's Wi-Fi um, at the uh, at the downtown uh, bus terminal, so I can I can check my email there, see what's going on, see what I've missed during the day. Um, so I'm doing that, trying to listen to a podcast. I've got one earbud in, one out, um, and this guy comes up, and I'm like, what is he? I'm like, he's he's probably asking me for money. He's either asking for directions or he's asking for money because that's what people do at a bus terminal. Um, so or what time it is. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, there's a giant clock um, right oh. behind him, so that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and he he comes up to me. He's like a um, and like he's I think he's got like a little bit of an accent. Um, and he's like asking about the 104, and I'm like I yeah I don't I'm sorry I don't I don't know when there's you go inside there's like maps. He's like oh yeah I, I know there's um, but I see um which which way which which way um. Does the 104? Does it? Does it? I know it goes that way from there. Um, does it go both ways? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't. I, I'm like, there, there's maps inside. If you, like, and I'm just like trying to check my email and not talk to this guy. And he's like, ah, does well, does the 104? Does it? Does it go both? Go both ways? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And he's like, oh, well, <laughs> you did. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in town. Um, for, for like, um, and I'm like, I'm not really listening because I'm just hoping he'll realize that I'm kind of ignoring him. And he's like, well, is, is there the restroom? I was like, yeah, there's, there's a restroom inside. He's like, oh, could, could you like, could you, uh, could you show? He's like asking, could you show me? I'm like, it's, it's inside. It's inside. Um, <laughs> there's signs there. What I haven't realized is through all of this, like, there are things I should have been picking up on, the going both ways, um, the will you show me where the restroom is, because at this point he's, he's just, like, um, he's still throwing, and then, like, he's like, blowjob. And I was like, no. <laughs> and then, like, he's still trying, but at this point I'm like, okay, at this point, like, I'm going completely, like, I'm completely in the email now, because, like, I just realized what the hell was going on in this conversation, I've been kind of been half paying attention to and nodding and saying go oh, go away basically and then he just drops a blowjob and I'm like mmm I'm out out skis and he still wow. kept trying to, to like he's like well I'm in, I'm in town for a month and I'm like no no just no go away weirdo bus stop guy so so many questions <laughs> so many questions um I don't is this bus stop where people go to pick up people? I don't know. Like, is there... Because there are places like that, which I guess are... You have to be in the know to, like, go and do things like this. Like, there's, um... I think a park somewhere near, um... Like, on the west side of Cincinnati that's known for homosexuals to go and congregate. Which is fine. I mean, to each their own. There's nothing wrong with that. There's also a Kroger that people who are single go to, regardless of, um... Sexuality or preference... Um, to just kind of uh, get together. 
Um, that's, so those exist that's everywhere. Weird. There's a hookup Kroger. Yeah, Singles Kroger, dude. You oh, remember yes. Singles Kroger. I don't think I do. Oh. Well, it's a Kroger you go to, and I think it's every Tuesday night. You put a melon in your, uh, or you put some sort of fruit, I think. You have to put some sort of fruit, but not a normal fruit, like an exotic fruit, in your basket. And that's supposed to be a signal that you're approachable. And people just, I guess, wander around and then do wine tastings or something. That's so bonkers. It's a, it's an unspecified thing. It's just like that singles Kroger. I don't know how it became that, but how did this bus stop become blowjob bus stop? I like if you're blowing somebody <laughs> in a fucking bus stop bathroom, like that is beyond awful. That's so fucking gross. Were, were you a little flattered though that he came to you? It's like okay. Hey, I, what's up? Is that, hey, does this place go both ways? Like, it was Looking so... Looking good in those glasses, friend. Hey, do you want to come show me where the bathroom is? It was so bizarre because, like, I really was not paying attention. Like, this dude must have been, like, the most desperate dude because I am not paying attention to him at all, yet he's just going to, like, throw it all out there. Dude, and I'm he, like, it's he not, was it's trying not, hard. It's not, like, late night. It's, like, it's like 6 p.m., it is still like blazing hot summer day, bright of the day, and this dude is trying to hook up with somebody in a bathroom at a bus terminal. Fucking hell. Dudes, man. <laughs> Dudes are the worst. Dudes, Dudes are, the, are worst. the worst. I oh. I'd go on Craigslist to see if that bus stop is named in any of the dude for dude ads. Oh. I mean, then that way you'd know. I like I, I just like I've I've been into that restroom before. Nobody should be blowing anybody in that restroom. Like, that is a <laughs> that is a gross like I mean it is a bus station restroom. Like nothing should be going on in there. Like, people should not go in there unless it is a dire necessity. Like don't do it. It's a nightmare zone. Don't do it. Monster. Monster. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I have any monster stories. I try to throughout the week. Look, I look for monsters. Do you? Do you? Well, I mean, you're so you're so lousy with monsters down there in Florida, dude. They just they Florida just monsters. come up. You're minding your own business, and they just they just there. They're like, hey. Oh. You're like, oh, hey. They split blackness. They're fucking everywhere. Fucking. They're everywhere. everywhere. I, we are lousy with monsters. Florida's monster country. Yeah, it's monster country. It's they hard come out of the swamps. Monsters. They come out of the swamps. <laughs> I really can't. I I knew I had some. Make some notes. You gotta keep your notes. I gotta keep. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend and I are rewatching Mad Men. We just watched. This, I watched the season finale, but she wanted to catch up before she watched the last season. Random. A, 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 I think it's a Chinese quote from Mad Men. Um. Chinese quote by way of madman. By way of the madman. Um, and it's something along the lines of, this is why I should write things down, it's like, faded ink is worth more... Um, I don't remember what it is. Never mind. Awkward. That, there you go. That's that's why you should write things down. Yeah, yeah. As that Chinese madman saying goes, faded <laughs> ink is worth more. Faded ink is worth more. The actual quote, it's a Chinese proverb, is the palest ink is better than the best memory. 
Nice. I don't know how that equates to a more digital age, but mm. uh, we'll have to adapt it. Definitely, definitely. Brad, um, this I might get your opinion on this. Well, I will, but as to whether you, what you think about this, um, there seems to be not a huge trend, but this has started to happen, where hot dog vendors in New York are overcharging tourists, but not locals. Okay. So, how much would you expect to pay for a hot dog on the street? I, I would expect to not pay for a hot dog on the street. You're not going to eat a hot dog on the street. That's not no. who you are. That's not, can't, no. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, I've bought a hot dog off the street in New York, and I want to say it was around $3, which is what the price is for a hot dog. Sounds about right. Not the, not the best meat in the world uh, on the best bread, but vendors, particularly around the World Trade Center, have started charging tourists $30 a hot dog. What? Yeah. How? I don't know. I guess it's... I don't know, because it doesn't go into detail. I don't know if the hot dog vendors just hate tourists, like fucking tourists. I'm going to sell my hot dogs to the locals. That'll be $30, please. Oh, I didn't know it was so much. It's just a New York hot dog. I'll pay it. No one's paying 30 bucks for a hot dog, I, right? No, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. Not buying it. That, that It is not happening. Maybe there's a couple of times they get some, some rich asshole from another country that's confused about currency, and they're able to scam them out of 30 bucks. But there is no regular occurrence of hot dog vendors charging $30 for a hot dog. Not happening. Not I don't understand the, Never. Like, what business model would that even go it's on? Not, it's not. It's not happening. That's not real. That's fake. Not buying it. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Can we talk for a second about how, like, apparently, um, the last 14 years didn't happen? <laughs> You're gonna have to be a little bit more specific about that, Brad. Um, well, let's, uh, I mean, we just, you just mentioned the, uh, uh, World Trade Center. Uh, if we could go back to 9-11 for a second. Um, do you remember how, like, the Bush government, like, lied about Iraq and got us into a crazy bunch of wars, and, like, we're still, like, killing brown people left and right? And, like, we all found out that was a bunch of bullshit. You remember that? Yeah, it jogs, it, that, that jogs a few memories. <laughs> and then, like, uh, we killed Osama bin Laden. Um, and then there yeah. was that shitty fucking movie, uh, um, um, Zero Dark Thirty, that was just CIA propaganda. Um, and, like, what, like, a week or two ago, uh, Seymour, Hirsch, Seymour Hirsch put out that article that was like, oh, yeah, by the way, that was all bullshit. Uh, Pakistan had bin Laden the whole time. There was no great intelligence. Uh, we didn't torture anybody to find out anything. Wait, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So Pakist they just... Pakistan had, like, had him basically under house arrest the entire fucking time. And then somebody was like, well, I want that reward money. So they tipped off the U.S. There was no... U.S. intelligence didn't do shit. Like, they were told, yeah, Pakistan was like, yeah, we got him. You want to come and get him? And Pakistan worked with the United States, and then, like, we went and tore door down and, like, killed him. I mean, which makes more sense than us just sending in stealth copters into a fucking But we, we, sent, we sent in, like, we sent in helicopters, but, like, they knew we were there, which, like, I mean, for all along, that's been pretty clear that, yeah, Pakistan knew we were coming, and it wasn't, like, I a mean, big secret. Surely. Like, yeah. but like now, like every like that the fact that that Zero Dark Thirty movie, like I can't believe like that's such fucking bullshit. Like, because first it glorifies torture and it makes it look like we use torture to get him, which is bullshit because we already knew at the time that that story, that whole curveball story, was bullshit. 
and that didn't happen. Um, but now, like, because George W. Bush's brother um, is trying to run for president, um, like they, he's been uh, he's been interviewed, and they're like, so, um, you know, do you um, would you do the same thing with the information we had with the information we have now? And the obvious answer is no, I wouldn't do that. My brother made a bad mistake. <laughs> um, but he like was like, um, well. Uh, well, you know, uh, well, uh, well, you know, the intelligence we had then, uh, we really thought that there... No. No! That's not the right answer. The right answer is no. I wouldn't do the same... And he, like... And then he, like, tried to backtrack, and he was like, well, of course I would do things differently, but that's, you know, the information we had then, um, you know, it was very different, and we really thought, you know, this. Uh, but we know that's a lie. And now, fucking Judith Miller, Judith fucking Miller... This, like, crazy bitch that was, like, just spouting, like, George W. Bush Republican propaganda in the newspapers back in the day. Like, notoriously, like, shamed for, like, just, like, talking, talking points for the Bush administration. Is back in the media and trying to say Seymour Hersh, oh, well, this isn't true. Uh, um, this story about bin Laden, uh, well, actually, uh, um, the, the government story is true and, and Pakistan had no idea. And, uh, like, Judith Miller... We all remember you. You, you're a fucking lying cunt that lied about war. Like you can't, you can't be the one that comes out and says Seymour Hersh is wrong. Oh, it's such insane bullshit. And then like, then like the Obama administration leaks a bunch of information that we got from the compound. We got oh, oh now we're leaking Osama bin Laden's like a bunch of his papers and journals at the last minute. Um, that all conveniently say things that support. Like, the administration's story about what, what was going on. Like, it, there's... I'm just... I'm sick of obvious bullshit. Like, it's... I can't. I can't deal with it. Like, everyone apparently... Just, the entire news media just kind of forgot that the last 14 years happened. I, I And it's think, insane. Like, I, I had no interest in seeing Zero Dark Thirty. Or honestly caring about how they killed Osama bin Laden. Um, at the time... And I didn't really question. I thought, all right, I guess we went in there and got him. Fair enough. Ugh. But I wasn't under the impression that people really knew how we did or speculated that our military was awesome in their, I guess, spying tactics or surveillance tactics. I mean, but it was a little weird that Pakistan didn't make more of a fuss. Like, well, why the fuck did you go into our country, like, yeah. uh, on, on the DL and then get out and kill this person why didn't you ask us so it makes all the sense in the world that it was because they knew we were coming they helped they knew <laughs> you haven't yeah. been under house arrest for a while you'd be really surprised what they download to their hard drives there's some wild kids out there is is that something that's also been disproven what uh the fact that they had a a large collection of pornography saved onto hard drives i it certainly hasn't I mean, been proven. honestly it certainly hasn't been proven at all, at all, at all. But I mean, Brad, that's be honest. Smack, as someone, as someone that, who talked about a monster, dudes are the worst. Dudes I are mean, the I worst. I don't care. I don't care like, if you're in charge of, you know, but like, uh, a, I that's, a militant religious group. That's the most. Got, it's very possible, but that's also the even if that were true, which I it is the most questionable thing in the world. That's the most prop like. Leaking that information is the most propaganda propaganda ever propagated. Like, well, I don't even think it was leaked, right? I mean, it just came out. Oh, by the way, not only did we go in there and own this, like Americans, we also found a lot of pornography there. 
Huh, imagine that. I guess he wasn't such a religious person after all. I don't know if Islam actually forbids pornography for dudes. Like, it's pretty dude-centric. I, you know, I'm pretty As a religion. Sure, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure they're not down with the pornography. Oh, by the way, I'm now into a new Stardash. Uh, by the way, I just got the email. Ooh. I've got to make 10 purchases. Um, and uh, I will get 15 stars. By the way, as of today, I'm up to uh, six free drinks at Starbucks. So, that's happening. That's my Starbucks update, guys. That is um, awesome. Indeed. But, like, what? I Just what the fuck's happening? What the fuck is happening? Like, we have been at war forever. I was, I was, I went back, um, because, you know, with uh, David Letterman uh, retiring, um. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> totally irrelevant. I have no idea why people were upset sure. about that. But, or even emotionally impacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. But uh, if you go back and, like, see, like, his interview with uh, Dan Rather, like, a couple of days after September 11th, like, there's, they're already talking about Iraq. They're already talking about we didn't get the job done during the first Gulf War. That fucking talking point bullshit was already out there. And this is Dan Rather, who's, like, a liberal guy. And David Letterman, who's also, like, a liberal guy. Dan Rather is a, like, he is an intelligent, like, person that is, like, well-versed in the news. And he was already, like, talking, he's already talking about Iraq. Like, this shit, like, oh. Like, it is fucking creepy. He also says, you know, this may be a long war. I don't know if America's ready for a long war. This could go on four, eight, ten years. Ten years? Ten years? I wish this had gone on ten years. Like, it's 2015, dog. We're still at it. We're still murdering brown people left and right. And why? And why? And now we're just, like, there's so much bullshit propaganda. And it's not even well hidden. It's not well hidden at all. It's very disheartening. I mean, I'm not even sure. I mean, I was under the impression that we still weren't in a war. I thought we pulled out of those places. I know we still have a military presence there, and we still continue to, I guess, kill and or police over there. But I thought we were supposed to get out. And we are out of Iraq, are we not? That's why, um... Are we? ISIS was able to, like, go over there and... I guess take whatever they could. I I hear they're like, not as strong as they used to be. We may be out on paper, but how, like how many? Let's see, how many uh, how many troops are still in Iraq? 2015. All right. Go Google go. As uh as many as 10,800 U.S. troops, 1,000 more than originally planned, will remain in Afghanistan. Um, in the new year, 10,800. Um, let's see, what are we saying? Uh, how many, how many have we got in Iraq? They also deploy to Iraq, so we're sending more people to Iraq, but how many are there? Um, Obama authorized another, uh, 1,500 troops to Iraq, so... Um, about 3,000 are already there. So, so 4,500-ish? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's not a lot of people. That's but granted, none a lot of them of should be there. Yeah. There's uh, 10,000 10, Afghanistan, uh, uh, about 5,000 in Iraq. We're still there. How many should be there? How about zero? How about zero? Like, we're in constant, continuous war. It's lame. Like, um, 
and I guess the big part is that no one cares, mm-hmm. and that's kind of lame. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think anyone has ever mentioned in the last six months, if not a year, anything at work. Um, I haven't heard anyone mention it just in passive conversation. You know what sucks? The fact that we still have people over there. Yeah, they're like over where? They're like, well, people still fighting, I guess. Policing? I don't know what they're doing. Oh, American-led intervention in Iraq, 2014 to the present. That's that's a fun Wikipedia article. Uh-huh. Ugh. Um, okay, so we have 4,400 troops, 7,000 contractors. Oh. Yeah, so that's great. Define contractors. That people could... who are contracted to soldiers or people who are contracted to rebuild? <laughs> no. Uh, like, like um, you know, mercenaries. Uh, oh, those type of contractors. Yeah. Secur- security uh, forces that are paid, like, not on the books as soldiers. Hired guns. I only ask because I know, at least during the Iraq War, lots of people went in to rebuild what we destroyed and made tons of money. Mm-hmm. Like, a disturbing amount of money. Oh, yeah, they're Government there, contractors. Yeah. So to use the word contractor, sure. So I just wanted to make sure yeah. they were soldiers and not just people over there. That too. They're in there as well. And money. Um, seven, okay, 7,000... Uh, I'm just... And this is 7,000 uh, plus killed as of 23rd February 2015. Um, and that's from... That's just from, you know, 2014 to the present... <laughs> 118 civilians killed by coalition airstrikes, over 5,000 civilians executed by ISIL, over 550,000 civilians displaced. So that's, that's, that's cool. Cool. Those are sobering figures, guys. Cool. By the way, we're recording this on Memorial Day, so apropos. Uh, Also, fuck the troops. So, put all that together. Happy holiday. You're, ding if you, dong, ding. Like, again, we're 14 years into this. If you're signing up to do this, fuck you. You're an asshole. You should know better. Fuck the troops. Brad? Yes? I would like to help. Um, I don't want to use the word arm, but it came to mind. Memorial Day. Hashtag fuck the troops. But I'd like to give our listeners an edge. When it comes to um, secrecy, lying and cheating. Because there's a lot of scientific studies that I have heard about, read about this week. And they all kind of have certain, they, they found certain cues or certain things to help people be honest. And all by right. telling you these things, I can help you be dishonest for whatever reason you may need. Okay. I don't know what those reasons are. I'm Judith not going to judge you. Judith Miller, if you're listening, turn off the podcast. You've done enough damage. All look, right, continue. Look, we all know that in the social contract of life, sometimes sometimes we have to lie about things. Little white lies, big lies, life-altering lies. I mean, it happens. And I don't want I don't want anyone because of scientific study to get one up on you guys cuz mm. we care about you. Mm. So not only will you be able to get people catch them in lies, you'll be able to become untouchable in lying. Mm. Welcome to Ramjack. All right, We're all helping right. you out. Let's do this. Okay, a lot of studies 
found, and this should be your first red alert. If someone starts asking you questions and for some reason, apropos of nothing, starts talking about moral codes, red alert. If someone's talking to you and says something about, um, wow, I mean, it's very weird. Did you see that update on the code of ethics for the place that we work at on email? Oh, you weren't copied on that memo? It was weird. Like, I don't know why they did that. Um, also, I've noticed a lot of coffee cups have been making their, uh, leaving the um, cafeteria. Do you know anything about that? Bam. If anyone evokes a code of ethics, it will make people far less likely to lie or do anything shady just by mentioning it to someone. If wait, you can wait. get them more active in it... Wait, in that scenario, wait, have I been stealing cups from the from You're the not only stealing cups, you're stealing coffee, and you might be also stealing filters for home. See, when you start saying you're Code of Ethics, I was like, um, nope, nope, I didn't I didn't do anything. Because you mentioned the Code of Ethics, and I was like, oh, fuck, I could get fired over this shit? I'm not going to say anything. If you hadn't mentioned that, I would have been like, you know what, yeah, I've been taking some coffee cups home. <laughs> uh, that's right, buddy. But here's well, the you thing. Men- you mentioned the code of conduct, and I got scared. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, there's repercussions. I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie. And But, Brad, that's not generally – and you have to be more subtle than that. I was trying to use an example. Like, if someone's okay. priming you, they'll be smart about it. They'll mention a code of ethics offhand, and it could be any code of ethics. Uh, one of the studies did the Ten Commandments, gross, yeah. and they found that people were signif- – I mean, yes. They were like, nope, not going to cheat or lie on any of these weird uh, psych- psychiatric psychological games that we're playing in these scientific studies not doing it i'm being watched from upstairs but then they did it i want to say at mit and they um evoked the mit code of ethics which they don't have one which is awesome but the students didn't know that because they were like oh yeah 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 cool 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 no i didn't do it <laughs> or no i'm not going to cheat anyone out of ten dollars no that's not me i'm not going to do that code of ethics we don't have one <laughs> fuck so if anyone does that they're lying. They, they, they're, try, I mean, they're trying to catch you in a lie. P.S. You can also catch other people in a lie. Just be ready for that. The second you mention Code of Ethics to Brad, his eyes will, his, his eyebrows will go up. He'll be like, uh, no. And oh, by the way, isn't it weird that the K-Cups have been going out? I'm like, I, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Super weird. Code of Ethics. That's one. Another thing is if someone tries to make you relive, like, in an abstract way, ask you about a time where you thought about bending the rules or that you got caught bending the rules, they're about to catch you in a lie. Don't let them do that. What are you, I, I, don't, I still don't understand. Like, Brad, uh, I need you to tell me about a time where you thought about, thought about lying but didn't. First off, that's crazy to ask someone I, yeah, because I, 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 who's ever going to think about it? A, t- I, a time I thought about lying and didn't didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't okay, I don't. I can't think of that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Real quick, who's taking the take? Brad, really quick. Do you know anything about the K cups coming out of the uh, break room? Um. Um. No. We've heard enough. Get him. Fuck him. Um. Speaking of the cake in the break room, can I just say? Did I mention the fact that we had a potluck at work? <laughs> I talked about that, right? I think you've mentioned food stuff before. I think the last thing you mentioned about your work was when they decided just to order both things as opposed to the one. Well, last week they had, they've been planning this for a while. They had a fucking potluck. And like, I like, I I feel like I get along with everyone at work pretty well. So like, like sometimes at jobs, like I have to like play along and it's like, all right, I'll just bring something, but I'm not going to participate in this bullshit because it's weird and gross. 
Um, but at this place, I feel like I'm good enough with everybody that I can get away with saying, ah, no thanks, I don't really do potlucks, so I'll just, I'll sit this one out. Um, so like on the list, there, by my name, there was a big non-applicable N-A next to my name, as there Aww. should be. Um, but then as usual, because it's a work food thing, people are like, oh, you should come get some, you should, hey, hey, you want some food? You should get some food? Um, and I'm like, no. And like, it got to the point where I was just like, I like, I, I like, as time went on, like, I just got more and more, like, blatant with how gross I thought it was, and how I, and, like, to the point where I'm, like, I, I was, like, sneering at them for, like, going to a potluck. And I was just, like, <laughs> no, I, I've seen every episode of Hoarders, I haven't seen all of your kitchens, nothing personal, but I can't, can't do it, can't do it, I, I like, the last, the last person that asked me, like, it was late into the night, like, and they still had leftovers, and I was, like, no thanks, I'm, I'm completely cool not having food poisoning, I'm fine. Aww. Like, How did they yeah. take that? Were they just like, oh, like uh, they? By the end, they were taking the point, the hint that I was grossed out and judging them for doing a potluck and would not be a part of it. And so I think I'm clear now. I think, I think putting the I think putting the word luck into potluck is not yeah. helping things. Oh, you've got all you've you've all brought you've all brought food from different um, disease vector points um, and at various uh, levels of temperature. Um, some of it's hot food, some of it's cold food, and you're all just gonna put it together. Cool on an in an unrefrigerated place. You're all gonna put it on a table together. Cool. That sounds like a great idea. Let's get all these different little disease vectors together let, at their different temperatures and let them hang out. That's not gonna go terribly. Great job. It's called a potluck. And you're lucky to get out without some sort of contamination. Yeah. So, uh, I I know I know where the I know where the I know where the the cake is in the break room, and I'm gonna fucking leave it there. I'm not messing with that shit. No, thank you. I don't have to lie. <laughs> uh, something else. Um, I'll just mention besides. We'll recap really quick. If someone um, tries to evoke, evoke a code of ethics around you, red alert. If someone then asks you to recall a time when you lied and or got caught in a lie or thought about cheating, su- uh, red alert again and or super alert. Now here's something else. Here's here's a. This isn't categorical, but it is something that is interesting when you lie. Um, if someone stops using contractions, they're typically lying when they're telling you about something. Mm. And that is an interesting kind I, of happenstance. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, I cannot imagine that. Well, I couldn't. I could never steal cake or cake cups from the break room. You're lying. What? How did you know? Well, you just admitted to it in second. <laughs> I cannot believe you would say that. So if someone tries to catch you in a lie, always use contractions. Always be using contractions. Mm. (laughs) Also, you need to do categorical dismissals. Because a lot of people, when they lie, they will go of specific route, which means you're Mm. lying. You can't Mm. say, I would never steal K-cups from the break room. You this have seems to like say lying 101. Like I come on, who's doing that? A lot of people do it casually cuz a lot of people don't know. A lot of people get a lot of people, look, are a lot of people aren't prepared to lie and we're helping them. We're helping them spot liars and we're helping them become liars in the process. I feel like this was I mean, our how complaint. Are get through life? I feel like this is what we learned from Saved by the Bell. Everyone was terrible liars. That is true. That was like they the are. main problem with that show. I feel like they could have used this info. And maybe when it comes back, like, for reals, maybe, like, we can help them. 
But isn't that so weird that people just kind of drop contractions because they think that if I say both words, it makes it more true because I'm not hiding part of the word with <laughs> in it like in a joint mm. word. Look, I'm mm. being totally honest with you in both my word and both in my vocabulary. Okay, guys, listen, listen. If if you are like a major liar, here's what you need to do: stop using contractions at all mm -hmm. times. Yes. At all times. And then they'll never know. Because, like, well, he never uses contractions, though. Ah! He's game to the system. We'll never know now. You also you have just... to be categorically... Like, uh, like I was about to say, you also have to be categorically opposed to whatever is yes. the nature of what you're doing. Yes. So you can't say, I would never steal K-Cubs from the break room. You have to say, I wouldn't steal anything. I haven't stolen anything in my life. I'm not someone who steals. Um, no, no, no. You would say I have not stolen K-cups from the break room. I would, I would never. You've got, you've got to be a very, you got to be no, a declarative no. data. You got to be a declarative yes. data. Got to be a declarative data, but also, well, yeah, but you also have to talk about lying in a more broad thing because you're giving it away that you're stealing the cake cup spread by naming them ah. you shouldn't say i don't steal i don't steal anything i do not steal anything i would never steal anything i am an android gotta be careful i would also say just evoke a code of ethics in everything that you say when you're lying mm. because that takes care of two things first off well like the ten commandments say thou shall not steal as Hammerabbi's code tells us, uh, I would not steal. <laughs> and that's the spinoff we have for Star Trek Nights, where Data is a fucking liar. <laughs> Data lies about everything. And it's just following him around the ship, and he'll just lie for no reason. We don't know that, what was his name? Who was the doctor who made uh, Data? We didn't know that he programmed to lie. Um... Soon, soon. They go after the what was it, the third movie when Data dies. They go back to his room. They open up a closet and like all this shit just falls out. He's a klepto. He's been stealing. Mister Data, Mister Data, what is my fish doing in here? I cannot tell you, Captain. I would never take your fish, as Hammurabi code Hammurabi's code tells us. Uh, to steal a fish is wrong. Mr. Data, didn't you die in the last movie? No, I did not, Captain. Hmm, this is curious. <laughs> there you go. We found it. Now they're going to bring Star Trek Next Generation back, and it'll be a show about Data lying. I'm just imagining Data like pulling pranks now. Like, I, like he draws a dick on Worf's head. <laughs> Every bit of mischief on the Starship Enterprise was Data. Yes. How many it. lies has... I'm going to start counting. I'm going to go back and oh. watch The Next Generation, and I'm going to go to the wiki of whatever it is somewhere. This is another check I definitely won't cash, yes. but let's just say in theory. <laughs> all right, I'm going right. to go and start mentioning how many lies Data tells in an episode until someone says, like, why do you think Data's lying? <laughs> uh, for the obvious telltale signs. Yes, yes. Love Look, it. when you evoke that we're from the Federation, that's an immediate, like, mm. evo evocation of an ethical law. And plus, he mm. can't use contractions. It's classic lying. He was built to lie. <laughs> He's a fucking lying robot. That was his purpose all along. It was. Lore was good at it. But Data, meh. Data was good because everyone's trusting in the Federation. Exactly. 
There you go. Everyone's you, need, like, you are they, ready for the world. They had to create a blatantly lying android so that Data would look that much more innocent. It's a long con. <laughs> Data has always been the master liar. He faked his death in the third movie. He survived. He, he jumped onto another ship and him and Lore high-fived as they came in. Yes. <laughs> he, he's like, let's Every, do it, brother. Every time some new random alien was attacking the ship and they couldn't figure out why, that's because Data pulled shit and, like, pissed them <laughs> off. And then, like, he got in and, like, changed all the communication systems so that uh, they thought they were attacking them for no reason. No, they had a reason. They had a fucking reason. <laughs> like, Data went and stole the shit. <laughs> Data, the lying robot. Mm. I mean, what? These are facts, Brad. These are yeah. things that science has brought up and discovered. Now we science know Data is a Data is a fucking liar. He's a regular Judith Miller. No wonder they had him be the dealer that didn't play in poker. Hmm. He's a liar. He's a liar. Of course. Wait, these aren't even real chips. <laughs> God damn it! They're hologram chips. They disappeared when I walked out of Data's room. <laughs> hustling. Always hustling Data. Mm. I really do want to see that night show now. Yes. Versus Data lying. Every episode of Star Trek reshot <laughs> shows the lies that Data told. <laughs> to get like them either into more trouble or like to help them or something. Yeah, pop-up video. Data's lying. I really want to do like... Uh, like an Alfio of Star Trek Next Generation now and count we have lies. To. We have to. Definitely. I almost wish you'd do a, I know you don't have time to do this, but a super cut where he did like five of his lies in Star Trek where you just like <laughs> clip after clip, just not using contractions. <laughs> I'm not sure, Mr. Wolf. I have never known Data to tell a lie. And yet. Captain's Log Supplemental. Commander Data continues to maintain that we were unconscious for only 30 seconds, despite Dr. Crusher's evidence to the contrary. I do not object, but I do not understand how this has occurred. <laughs> Data, why are you laughing? I do not know. You believe him? I want a frank answer, Commander. Not for a second. I'm amazed he even proposed it. It has been quite a day. Has it not? Yes, it has. However, a change of routine is often invigorating and can be a welcome diversion after a long assignment. Exactly. Nothing, sir. Nothing. Mr. Data, you must mean that it's empty of matter. It is a void without matter or energy of any kind as height, width, perhaps. Perhaps not, sir. It's hardly a scientific observation, Commander. Sensors indicate a hydrogen-helium composition with a frozen helium core. Wait a minute. Didn't your readings indicate a Class M planet before we passed through the wormhole data? It is possible that the sensors were affected by interference from the wormhole, Commander. It is clearly not a Class M planet. Our ship's phasers will then blast and disintegrate it, proving we are dangerous. The center of a huge space federation, a population of trillions. Trillions? I do not know. I can't operate as quickly as... What did you say? I said I cannot operate... No! That's not what you said. You said I can't. You used a contraction, didn't you? Sir, I can explain if you would just give me a moment... No, you can't. Don't even try. 
Captain. Perhaps it would be best if we discuss this. Shut up! Well, lying. <laughs> You're a liar! He's lying to you! Friends, it's that super special time of the week when we all realize that there's no place like home and we check in on our friends at 227. Guys, whenever we watch a television show, and sometimes movies, we like to summarize the episode as um, concisely as we can within a minute. If you go over a minute, you lose, and you've forgotten everything. Oh. And Brad, I cannot, I cannot express to you that on this, the day of memorial, you cannot forget. I, I think I'm the only person that hasn't forgotten um, the things that have happened in the last 14 years, but I do not want to forget this. Brad used the word hasn't, or the contraction hasn't, meaning he is not lying when he speaks to you, ladies and gentlemen. That is correct. I am not lying. I have not lied. I have, haven't have not lied. Oh boy, um... <laughs> if Brad can get in between the sweet spot... if Okay, look, if he, he can be a chump, if he can't get the summary in less than 55 seconds. Alex, if if I was a chump and I wasn't able to summarize this in 50, in, if I went under 55 seconds, what might I hear? Oh no! Classic chump music. <laughs> That's never gonna not be funny to me. Um, I hope we the never have to use to it. Wendy's life. Yes. Um, yeah, hopefully we never will, because I don't want to hear your mashup of the insanity oh, that that would bring. I don't want to have to mash up, because honestly, like, I, guys, just a little behind the curtains of the production process, I have a file that has, like, all of the, like, the random music cues we use. It's got Situation Room, it's got the opening and closing music, um, already, like, edited and, like, um, faded in and faded out where they need to be. I've got, like, all the theme songs from every TV show we've ever done, and the way they're faded in and faded out, they're all there, ready to go at all times. I've got the clock for a, for a, a mystery minute everything is there um and then there's this giant section that is just chunk music every single one of them back to back to back and it's insane and i think is larger than most things at this point it's ridiculous wow it is a it is a gigantic uh, section of that file. So we've discovered that the chump music has become a ticking time bomb, <laughs> yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Who knows when or if it will ever be released, or it should be. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, Brad, yes. if you can get between 55 and a minute, you win. I win. You're a winner. You're doing Ooh, good things. Winner. You get a victory Mario music, but if you get that one minute mark exactly, you are a brave heart. Yes. You are a champion yes. of the people in the world. Yes. I want that. I want that so bad. But the question is, it's it's so tempting. It's it's easy. It's easy to go long, but to hit that one minute exactly, oh, it's difficult. It's so difficult. It requires focus, and it requires those with a brave heart. Yes. So, clear your thoughts. Uh, again, guys, uh, this is uh, this is the television show two two seven. This episode is called Pick Six. Yes. This is an Alfio for those who may not be familiar with what we're doing. We don't normally cover. 
227, but... But this is episode 227, therefore we have to watch an episode of yeah, we have 227. To. Like, come on, we would be assholes if we didn't. Yeah, yeah. Brad, I have a clock ready, you tell me when you're ready to go, man. It's up to you. You're in control. Alright, I think I'm ready for this. Alright, Brad, you are going on go. Three, two, one, go. Alright guys, we are outside the 227 building, and Rose and Pearl are talking about the lottery. They're thinking about playing. There's a giant jackpot! It is up to three million dollars, which is like a bullshit lottery in this day and age. <laughs> um, fuck that. I'm not... No, no thank you. Three million dollars. Um, they're gonna play numbers that they found in the newspaper based on some scandal with a senator and a celebrity. It's nonsense. Uh, Mary, played by Marla Gibbs, comes out and says, You guys are idiots. Don't waste your money on the lottery. Um, but then Jack Hay comes out and is like, the lottery's great, it bought me this fur coat, I love the lottery, it's the best. Um, Mary's husband comes home, gives her a scratch-off lottery ticket. What? She's been trying to explain to everybody the lottery's bullshit. She goes, she wins $10, she goes to redeem it, and then she gets sucked in the lottery at the ice cream store? Question mark. Um, and she buys a lottery ticket, but she does oh, but Jack Hay sees her. Scandal. She's trying to keep it secret. Pearl and Rose come over, and they find out she has a lottery ticket in the end 13,000 people won the lottery so they all got nothing one minute three seconds I, spent, I, I forgot Rose's name again at the end there, and I was struggling. I was stretching, trying to find her name. Fred, it's alright. Man, it's alright. It happens. It happens to all of us. I'm sorry, everyone. I cannot remember Rose's name. I always forget it. I'll never, I'll never forget again. Have I forgotten? I forgot. I forgot. I forgot Rose. Why are you forgetting sorry. Rose? I'm sorry, Rose. Brad, it happened. Brad. I forgot you, Rose! Look, don't beat yourself up. It's alright. It happens. It happens. It happens. So, this episode, it's, it's about the lottery, Alex. Guys, um, this is awesome. I love the show 227. I've never seen it up to this point. Have you never seen it? Um, no, never seen it. Manzies. For those who, I mean, I have an excuse. It aired from 85 to 90. Right. So, and I guess it was on NBC. I don't, I don't remember ever seeing it on. I, I remember, like, because it was... I, I remember it definitely heavy in syndication. Um, like I, I remember like watching. I feel like I watched two two seven and Amen back to back like every day, because this was a time when like you could have like African American based sitcoms and they weren't like weird like ghettoized garbage shows like fucking Tyler Perry's House of Eight Thousand Bullshits. Like they were actual like real sitcoms. And this is awesome. Yeah, it's such a good show. Like, like I mean. Great, like you start. You start off. You got the fucking two two seven theme song, which is a goddamn classic. And it's it that is Marla Gibbs like on the theme song singing the song, which is awesome. Dude. Yeah. Um, I, for, I forget the name of the actor that plays the husband. Um, he's Hal Williams. He's really good. And you got fucking Jack A. Come on. I mean, come on. It's a star-studded cast. It's the best. And that old woman, uh, um, Pearl. Um, who's the actress? Helen Martin. She's great. Like, she's fucking old lady sitcom. Like, she's all-star. Old lady all-star. Definitely. I, 
I have a slight confession to make, which made watching this all the more, I guess, personally awesome for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started watching this, I wasn't 100% sure what I was watching. I know we've talked about 227 before, but in my mind, I thought, all right. I didn't pay attention to like the numbers because I thought, well, okay, the show is called 227, and I didn't realize that the numbers meant that this was part of the first season, like it was a later episode. Like For some reason, when I watched this, I thought this was the first episode of 227, and nice. that the lottery had high stakes for me because I thought, <laughs> what are they going to... Like, I thought this was a pilot, <laughs> and that it was the most amazing pilot to a television show ever made because there were established <laughs> characters that you, they didn't care about backstory. I thought, well, holy shit, this is an amazing show. Nice. There's like this whole family established, this whole neighborhood, and we're just jumping into it right here at the lottery? This is like the coolest pilot to a show ever. <laughs> nice. So as it was building up, I mean, I could see where it was going. I assumed all of them, spoiler alert, would win the lottery at once, or they would share the lottery tickets with the numbers they got, because there's so much foreshadowing. I mean, obviously. But then I thought, so the rest of this show is just going to be them having won the lottery and just living life. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't wait. This is this is amazing. Not exactly nice. what happened in the show, yeah. Yeah. but that was me watching it with yeah. complete like no exposure to it other than what we've talked about on Ramjack I mean just forgetting over the course of a long day of fun but you know this is uh, this is season 1 episode 21 uh, season 121 yeah so this this is actually uh, uh the penultimate episode of the season there was one more after this oh look 227 122 pick 6 so many numbers There's being thrown numbers, I didn't know what was going on I didn't know what was going on um, I do want to say, though, the first episode is called Honesty. That's the pilot. And in it, Mary regrets her offer to pay for the damage to a car she dented. <gasps> sounds good. Mm, sounds that does good. sound good. Um, 227, like, there are, like, a handful of episodes, like, online. Like, I found some on YouTube. There's also some where people have, like, filmed the television. Wow. Like, they've held, like, a camcorder up to the television. So it's, like, at a weird angle. Um... And it's crazy. This was, like, one of the better quality ones I could find. Um, and it's still broken randomly into four parts, and I don't even know why. Yeah, that is weird. Like, because, like, two of the parts are, like, a minute long. It's, I, I don't understand at all. Um, you can buy the complete first season on DVD. Mm-hmm. They only got 13 left, though, on Amazon. Just throwing that out there. All 22 episodes. First season. Are there any of the other seasons available? Nope. It looks like there's just season one. Like, it's so sad to me when, like, only one season of a show comes out. I'm like, come on. Just put the rest of them out. Like, come on. We got Blu-rays now. Let's just put entire series out on a Blu-ray. Like, how hard would that be? Come on. Lesser quality, fine. Just put them all out there. Because, I mean, where are you going to, like... Where are you going to find 227? Where are you going to find the rest of Perfect Strangers? Where are you going to get the rest of Belvedere? Like, put all the shows out there. It's not that hard. Or make them available and, somehow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. That's the best thing about YouTube is the fact that we can continue to watch Belvedere uninterrupted. Yeah. Yeah. That we can help share this beautiful, tele- this amazing television show. Why can't we do it with 227? Yeah, like, I, you, listen, put them out on DVD or make them available online. I'll, if I have to, I'll buy them. I don't, like, whatever. Put them at a reasonable rate. Let me buy an entire season for, like, $10. Yeah. Fine. Do, I'll do Easy. it. I'll do it. Small just price let, to pay. Just, why, don't, I'm just, like, these things are going to disappear. Like, these random fucking shows are going to disappear into the world. Like, at some point. They're just going to go away. 
And that's going to be sad. It is. But we will put this episode of Ramjack on the Internet Archive, and people in the future, mm-hmm. hundreds, thousands of years from now, will randomly happen across this show. They'll learn about lying mm-hmm. in these present times. They learn yes. about when a hotel tried a crying room, and that mm-hmm. apparently got really successful. And now there's just crying hotels mm-hmm. um, everywhere. Like, why wouldn't you go to a hotel to cry? That's where I go to cry mm-hmm. uh, in this weird dystopian future. Um, and they'll also remember a little show called Two Two Seven forever and always. Um, Alex, before we really dip in here, um, so in honor of this episode, I went and I bought two lottery tickets. No way. I did. Really? I Dude. did. Um, crazy thing though, I bought. I was like, all right, well, I'll buy like I'll buy like a scratch off ticket because that'll be fun to do on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll buy like you know like a fucking like regular Joe like you know lottery tickets. Yeah, you know, I'll spend two dollars because that's what that was what they were gonna spend on the show. They said she spends two dollars, so I'm like, all right, I'll spend two dollars. Um, oh. Here's the thing. I, like, I, I press the thing to get, like, the scratch-off lottery ticket on the machine because I'm, like, I'm not going to, like, talk to a person. I'm not going to let a person know I'm buying a lottery ticket because I couldn't live with myself. <laughs> like, I couldn't. Like, luckily there's, like, a vending machine I walked by, and I was like, I'll do that. I'll do that. So, and I hit the thing for the scratch-off thing, and it, I got, like, for some reason, like, it shot out two tickets. <laughs> so I've already <gasps> won the lottery on lottery tickets. Whoa. Yeah. So, so you have you have two scratch offs and an actual lottery. Right. Like pick your own pick six. Uh, when do you well, find out if you win the lottery on that one? Um, I will find out tomorrow if I won the lottery. So uh, um, we're up we're up to uh, two hundred fourteen million. So um, well, two hundred fourteen million. That's right. That's right. That's not three million dollar bullshit lottery. So we'll find out if seven nineteen fifty one fifty four fifty six twelve. Uh, makes it. I don't know if I, if, guys, if I end up winning the lottery, I'm going to erase those numbers um, from the actual episode because I don't want you to know, which means you won't be hearing this part either. So just so you know. Um, Why not? Our, 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 our definitely, um, I mean, I will definitely, um, I, I will not lie about winning the lottery to the listeners uh, um, in the Facebook group. I cannot possibly um, obfuscate <laughs> my winnings so that everyone um, doesn't know that I have won the lottery. I think they'll know when the Knights Network happens, right? <laughs> yeah, I think they will. But uh, I'm gonna like let's 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 see if we let's won the lottery. The let's see if we won the right. deal. I, I'm I'm a little upset that you didn't run the numbers that actually two two seven would have asked you to do. Yeah, well, of course, how many times have those numbers been ran by people having watched this show? I, so they play, they've been playing that every day since 1986, just waiting, waiting for the. Do you know how you know how mad you would be if you played those numbers and like 20 other people won with you? I would be like, well, that's that's appropriate. That's appropriate. So Brad, you can hear, is presently scratching I'm, off I'm ticket. Scratching off. Now this is my ignorance in the fact that I never played a lottery. Do you scratch everything off? You do. Now the it's I've I've looked at these tickets like a couple of times and it's very confusing like how you go about winning. I'm not like I I've never like I I have purchased an actual like like uh, numbers like random number lottery ticket before. I bought that for a play. Um in which I had to have a lottery ticket, and I realized I didn't know what a lottery ticket looked like. So I was like, uh-huh. fuck it, I'll spend a dollar and buy a lottery ticket for the show. Um, 
But, like, this fucking scratch-off, like, herd of hat of bullshit, um, you match any of your numbers to either of the winning numbers, win prize shown for that number, or match three like prizes and win that prize. So, um... Oh, this is... Wow, that's like a learning curve. You're gonna have to go um, scan them, right? Because... I match think any of your numbers to the winning number. All right, so my number is 12. Do I have a 12? I do not have a 12. Um, um, do you have any of those prizes, though, in a sequence? Um, 12. Because a lot of people will check the 12 and be like, oh, I didn't win anything. But they right. may want something if they look close. Um, don't think so. Um, two, two and seven. Two and seven are my numbers. Oh, my gosh, guys. Two, two, seven. Um, <laughs> two and seven... Um, I won two dollars, guys. <gasps> I made my two dollars back. That's awesome. I'm a and winner. on the one, the one that was two and seven, huh? Huh? Weird. Huh? I'm a winner. Weird. I'm I'm a, I'm a big lottery winner, guys. I made my money back. Actually, I made my money back and got an extra lottery ticket for free. Um, that didn't win, so that was a bullshit lottery ticket. Unless this is the one that was the free one. I don't know which one I paid for. All I know is I got my money back. Well and done. Maybe more. Ooh. We'll find out tomorrow. And, Edge uh, of our seats with anticipation. Mm, so there's that. Because um, can we talk about the lottery for a second first? Like how fucking... The Worst. Like, I, like I've always... Like the lottery... Here's the thing, guys. If, I, if this lottery ticket pays off and I win $214 million... I'm definitely going to delete that whole thing out of the episode because I always think the, the only thing worse than buying our lottery tickets would be like winning the lottery and then you're going to be like, yeah, I bought a lottery ticket. That's really embarrassing. That's an embarrassing way to get a lot of money. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, it's playing the odds. It's it's like I feel like you need to I feel if you play the lottery, you deserve to lose because you've done something so dumb. Well, true. I mean, tax on the poor, most certainly. Yes. Tax on gullible people, most assuredly. Definitely. And Superstitious people, yeah. yeah You're getting taxed. Yeah. Congratulations. I, I, like, I've seen people, like, like when those, like, crazy big wacky jackpots happen. Like, I saw a guy in a 7-Eleven one time that bought, like, 30 tickets, and he had, like, just a stack of lottery tickets. And, like, he had, like, what looked to be, like, a lottery wallet where he kept lottery tickets. Oh... And I'm like, not cool. Like I joked about like when you know I when I got my job, I was like, all right, well, obviously, first check, I'm going to invest in lottery tickets, yeah. um, because if you if, if you put your entire paycheck into lottery tickets, your odds of winning are so much better. So then you just win that money, and you've made a smart investment, obviously. Like I joked about that, but then I saw a guy doing it like in the world. And that's when that's oh. when the nightmare becomes real. And that's when you realize, wow. It's so this like, is an addiction. It's so fucked up and gross. Like I, because like I, I was walking by the lottery machine and I thought this would be fun to do because we're doing the podcast, and like I was fascinated. Like when I bought that lottery ticket for the show, I was fascinated. But I was like, it was kind of fun. I was like, oh wow, I spent a dollar and I got this, little, and now I get to the excitement. I get to like look forward to like checking these numbers and see if I want a thing. It was an exciting little thing, and I was surprised that it. I mean, obviously. There's a, there's, I mean, it's fun, but it's still, it's like, it's so weird and gross. Well, here's, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's fun. It's, that's it's, the thing about 227 when they were talking about, um, because at one point, eventually, the woman who is opposed to gambling realizes how fun it is. And I'm thinking, I don't know if it's that fun. 
is it worth a dollar of entertainment? I don't know. I can buy an app on my phone and have much more entertainment, I think. Yeah. But it's not that different. I mean, a lot of them, like, okay, Candy Crush, all of those types of apps are basically like casino slot machines. Exactly. They're yeah. geared toward making you play forever for and no real reason. I, I, like, I remember when I bought it, I was like, I was surprised that I found as much enjoyment out of that as I did. I was like, this is, this is kind of exciting and fun. Um, I haven't bought a lottery ticket since then <laughs> because it's a crazy thing to do. And, like, I just can't imagine, like, like throwing money away on that. That's bonkers. That being said, as a child, I remember some restaurant doing a scratch-off thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was McDonald's Monopoly. There was some kind of game similar to where you had to scratch it off to see what you got. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I thought that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Because I could win a free drink. Yeah, but but the what made it fun was the surprise of scratch. Like I love like if I was gonna be yeah. uh, someone who played a lottery, I would have easily gone for the scratch off tickets because that's just more fun. It is more fun, but like it just it feel like a scratch off lottery ticket. It just feels it could so be ghetto. It feels so like I just feel like oh look at this, I'm like doing the work of dumb poor people. Like this is what they do for fun. <laughs> I'm like, I like, I just, I can't. Like, I, I remember my family buying scratch-off lottery tickets, and I'm like, ugh, it's just, it's hurt a hata. I remember as a kid making scratch-off tickets by writing with ink on paper and then taking a pencil and, like, scribbling over with graphite uh-huh. and then giving these tickets to kids in the neighborhood and saying, you got to try. And they would, they could only scratch off one, which means they would just erase the graphite, and they would win things, but they were like... N- little things that a kid would have like shiny rock from the rock quarry that we pretend is valuable or like (laughs) a free drink from my mom like a free lemonade on mom i really would like to know i can't believe it i want i want a shiny pebble from the quarry (laughs) it's shiny maybe we're kids but i thought that was kids in the 1920s it was fun to do that like sweet but i wanted to give that experience to other people in our own lives right so I, I, I can I can see how it's fun from that standpoint. But as but an like, adult, I don't know if yeah. I would see it as fun. To me, it's too... I could never buy a lottery ticket. It's, it's Personally, weird. I mean, I would have to have, like, an excuse like you. Like, I'd have to be mm-hmm. like, well, we're doing it for the show. It might be... It'll be fun. It would be... It had right. to be more than just for my own personal entertainment. It would have to be for other people, which yeah. you did. I mean... Exactly. In both and your that, play and today, so... And that was fun. That's I totally fine. I this little thing, and I've got $2 now, so... Uh, and look, if you want to play the lottery, be you. No one's saying I mean, don't yeah. do that. It is. I guess it can be. I mean, it can be fun. There's ways to make it fun. Just don't go crazy with it. Everything in yeah. moderation. Yeah. If you want to like throw away, like, because that was the other thing. Like when I bought that one for the show, I was like, oh, this costs a dollar. Oh, what's a? I, I yeah, okay, a dollar. That's no, that's no big loss. I, I guess that's all right. Because in my, I didn't even know how much a lottery ticket cost. I mean, I was looking when I looked at these fucking scratching tickets. Like, that machine, like, it goes from a dollar up to, like, a... There's, like, a $25 scratch-off ticket you can buy. Holy shit! Like, who's doing that? And I can only imagine that, like, if you buy a $25 scratch-off ticket, I, I bet there's probably... You probably... You're probably almost guaranteed to win, like, a dollar or two dollars just to keep you coming back to that thing. Like, oh, well, I want something on it. Like, that's got to be part of the this game. Because See, I wish I knew the ins and outs of that because, yeah. of course. I mean, I'm sure they still give you, on the dollar lottery tickets, They like that one, $2. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing as getting a random 
soda that Coke did back in the day, which I guess is kind of playing the lottery in its own way. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Coke and Pepsi used to have where you would oh, yeah. twist off the cap and you could win stuff? Yeah, win a free soda, which, like, and, like, oh, I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the register and hand them a thing and be like, oh, I got a free one or something. Like, ugh. Like, I'm, I'm like, really debating. Like, I'm going to have to, like, go to the fucking, you know, 7-Eleven and be like, hey, could you give me my $2 or, ugh. Well, it's I should do it, like, man. Late. Two it's bucks like, is... Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to do it. you're like, star dashing. You could take that money and invest in a coffee. I'm going to have to, like, well, I already got six free drinks. I mean, I'm not spending money on coffee for, like, <laughs> I'm not spending co- money on coffee for, like, forever. Come on. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, ugh, it's weird. Um, but this episode starts off, and we, we're, we're there, uh, and we've got Rose, whom I will never forget again. Uh, mm. Rose and Pearl are talking about the lottery. Because uh, it's up to $3 million, which is apparently like a high lottery. Wait, cause there's Rose, and who's the other lady? Pearl. Pearl, Pearl is toting a cake, I'm assuming, or some sort of like yeah. bakery product? Also, Rose is eyeing the man who jogged down the street. She is very taken by a jogger. But Indeed. Just saying other stuff that's happening. They're not just right. invested in the lottery. Right. Pearl says, hey, next time he comes around, I'll trip him for you. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's creepy. We're going to have a misery situation going on. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then Rose is reading the newspaper, and she's finding magical numbers coming out of the woodwork. And by, yeah. okay, coming out of the pages. Yeah, because it's like, what, Senator Senator 44 um, caught with Starlet uh, 20... 20 or something on the 19th uh, um, reason why uh, uh, 34 24 34 the numbers are coming to it it's a sign Brad you know the lottery's up to 3 million dollars 3 million dollars what (laughs) fuck you fuck your 3 million dollars like listen I know this was 86 but fuck yeah come on listen you got. You've got to imagine like half of that's gonna be taken off in taxes anyway. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with that like teensier amount of money? You, that's not gonna change your life. No way. Listen, you gotta have three point five million dollars. Or it's not even worth it. It's not even worth. It. It's. It's not worth walking to the ice cream store. <laughs> so they're on the stoop chatting about. We've got to we've got to play the lottery. It's up to three million. We got to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who's the main character's name? Mary. Mary comes out, and it's basically like, guys, no, the lottery's stupid. Don't play it. Um, I love that she walks down, and all the trash cans have the numbers of the apartments on them. Mm-hmm. Two two seven. We can't see. We see two two one. I love that amount of detail in this set. Like this set is awesome. It's just this. This is a block. This is like this is. Um, Alex, all the all the buildings, all the trash cans say two two seven. I thought they said two two one. I thought they were. Up, oh, you're right. They're all two two seven. My uh, bad. If so, then they then they stole a garbage can from down the way. Hmm. Um. My apologies. The ladies are arguing. Obviously, Mary's like, look, the lottery. You're never going to win it. The odds are astronomical. Cue the mailman. <laughs> hey, ladies. 
<laughs> I love this wacky mailman. Like, I think every sitcom should have a wacky mailman character. He he comes in. I think he just has his arms out in almost victory pose. Like, I made it. He makes a joke. <laughs> And then he kind of sits back on the stoop's um, railing and just chats for a minute. He's just like, yeah. I'm here. What's up? What are we gabbing about? The second time I watched this, I was like, does he ever actually give them the mail? Because there's a bit where he's <laughs> I like... I think they knew. Well, because he, he, tells, he says, Rose, hey, hey, Rose, will you take this and, and um, take the mail in for me? And Mary's like, why don't you just take it and put it in the wrong boxes as usual, asshole? Which is awesome. I love yeah. that Mary is just not letting anyone slide. Yeah, she's great. I love Marla Gibbs. Um, also, notably uh, for Ramjack listeners, she also played Meteor Man's mom. Nice. Uh, straight, straight up hero. Straight up Ramjack hero, Marla Gibbs. I, I just, I, I love how like brutal she, like she's such an asshole to this mailman. <laughs> But she's a straight-up realist, and of course you yeah. don't want your mailman to be weird. Like, hey, you want to do my job for me? No, do your own job. Oh, I love it. And like, and he's like, listen, she's right. You guys can't win the lottery. You know why? Because I'm going to win the lottery. <laughs> but seriously, guys, I'm going to take your mail and walk away. Because <laughs> he doesn't give it to he him. Doesn't hand, he but doesn't. I, I will say, like, because I saw it, like, later in the scene after Jack A comes out, um, Rose does have like a letter in her hand, so I feel like maybe there's just like a there's just like a weird take, like he forgot to hand her the mail. But she has, but Rose has a single letter at, later in the scene, so I don't know if there just wasn't that much mail, or if he just walked up and didn't give them their mail that day. I'm very concerned about it. We all are. Um, um maybe it happened in one of the cuts because there's two cameras or multiple cameras mm-hmm. here, and they're getting their yeah. reactions. Maybe he did it in during a reaction shot and like you said like it just wasn't on the camera we saw yeah um okay now this is gonna be a little weird so they're all talking mary's talking she kind of starts keeps chatting the uh the mailman being like um why don't you fucking do your job and he kind of comes on to her like tries to what does he say exactly i don't he kind of starts doing something like oh mary you're great blah 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 and he kind of puckers up and like makes a kissy face yeah, she's like, uh, get back to work. And he's like, oh, fire, fire. I love a strong woman or something crazy. And then he, like, he's like, like yeah, he, he says, if, 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 you, if I weren't married, I'd let you take a shot at me, mama. And then he, like, kisses at her and walks away. It's very weird. It's very weird. Um, I don't know why, but I got a gay vibe from the mailman the second he walked onto set. Is that... He's, am well, I he's, alone? Is that okay? I, Is that yeah, he's, I felt very he's, bad. I felt very weird about it while I was watching the show. I'm like... Is it- he's very ostentatious. He's flamboyant. He's a flamboyant mailman. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being flamboyant at all. I mean, I'm not saying that that's bad. I just... Mm-hmm. I got a gay vibe. I was kind of upset when he wasn't gay. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. this would be yeah. awesome for there to be a, a gay black mailman he in could, 86. He could be cloaked out. It's 86. He could be cloaked out. True. Who knows? He leaves, goes to... <laughs> deliver more mail or walk around the block at this point i'm not sure if he's a mailman maybe he's just a dude who walks around and they're humoring him yeah. again i've never seen another episode of 227 i don't know the backstory who knows who knows i was going in thinking this was already like this was a this was a, the first episode of an amazing show to come i didn't realize it so mary convinces the ladies on the stoop pearl and rose not to play the lottery don't throw yeah. your money away yeah, and they both are like, "All right, you know what? You're making good sense. We will, we will try to uh, to stop playing the lottery. Fine." But then, then who comes into the mix? Oh, 
Jack A. Um, what's her actual character's name? I don't even know. I have no idea. I thought it was Jack A when you said it. Why it would it be anything be. else? It should be. She's amazing. Um, Jack A. It, it, Sandra. So, Sandra. It's Jack A. We're going to call her Jack A because she's Jack A. Come on. There's one and only Jack A. And it's Jack A. Um, comes out, like, straight up fur coat. Like, gross fur coat. Like, one How of those many minks had to die for that? Oh, like, it's How many the, tails like, can you count? There's at least like five on one, so there's ten minks. Like, there's, like, straight, like... A fur coat is gross enough, but when, like, you're ostentatiously, like, pointing out how many dead animals are, like, involved in it, ugh, it's so gross. Like, I'm so glad we're we're past that, and we don't, we don't really do that anymore as a society. Yes. Yeah. Like, ugh. Even faux fur, people are like, that's stupid, no, stop. Yeah, don't even, why are you pretending that you, that you have a bunch of, like, dead animals that died, like... Why would you? Why do you want that aesthetic? Why do you want to encourage that? No, no, thank you. Like, like I'm fine. I'm fine with animal products. I'm fine with leather, whatever. But like a fur coat. Like we're just gonna show you that. Like, oh yeah, look, this is the hide of animals. <laughs> like there's, there's no, there's no separation. There's no disconnect. It's like I listen. I'm fine with like I, I am by no means a vegetarian or a vegan. I'm all about eating meat. But like, I like. Hunting animals is gross. Like, why well, are you killing yeah. things for fun? It's the same. Well, it's the same principle. That's also with the express purpose of using their fur as an object. Like, yeah. If people hunted mink for meat and they just happened to use the fur, that's a little different, I think, than actually hunting them strictly for their fur and leaving their bodies there, yeah. which I guess is a standard practice actually in hunting. Like, you don't use all of that for fur animals. You yeah. get them specifically for the fur. Yeah. I mean, leather comes from cows, and we eat lots of them. Whatever. It, you know? Yeah. We've talked about this. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Jack K comes out, dressed to the nines, with her mink fur coat. Gross, but whatever. And she's like, I love the lottery. Um, it's great. How do you think I afforded this coat? And there's, like, a lot of weird jokes about her being a prostitute, right? Uh, well, I think or not even a prostitute, just, like... Just- a whore. It's some straight up slut oh. shaming. It's like it's like straight up eighties slut shaming. Like because like Jack Hay is basically our Blanche character from Golden Girls. She's Blanche. Yes, you're right. Like she's a selfish whore, which is a which is a stock character you could have in the eighties. It's not appropriate anymore. We can't do it anymore. But it was great in the eighties, and I, I think we we all miss it. We all miss the stock whore. <laughs> You're right. More shows need a stock whore on them. Oh, it's so good. In this shame, in this same vein, not so much shaming. Well, I don't even know why she's ashamed. She's so she's. I whether she's okay. She's not actually a prostitute. I'm assuming she just dates a lot of dudes and she gets gifts from them, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's, um, she's kind of cornered into, I guess, admitting that. And she says, "You guys know how I actually got this. Like you guys know that <laughs> I, I'm on the up and up with this, right?" <laughs> Why are you ashamed of it? Yeah, you you've gone out with dudes and they've bought you gifts. Cool. But she she got this she got this fur coat because she won the lottery. Sweet. I, okay, so she got like I guess one of those low level scratch off things. Like she maybe got two hundred dollars and bought a fur coat. No. Four or five hundred. I don't know how much fur coats cost back then, but they should be a pretty penny, I guess. So she's saying, no, guys, look, the lottery's awesome. It's more for entertainment. It's more for fun. Um, why not? Play it. Colonel Rose, you got nothing to worry about. And Rose is excited. Like, Rose is buying into it. Like, yeah, yeah. definitely. 
I love Pearl. I think Pearl is my favorite character. I love her facial expressions. <laughs> I love everything. I like. I Pearl has always been my favorite. Like I just, I love like a cranky old lady. <laughs> and like, but she's not super cranky. She's, she's not, cranky yeah. with like being. She's facetiously cranky. Yeah. Like she'll say something and then give a knowing smile. Like you know me. And it's just. Because, I like, say it, but whatever. I I love it because like Mary's like the stick in the mud like, and like. Like Pearl's trying to have some fun. Like she's just—I love, I love her. She's my favorite character. She's the best. I, I will say that Jack Hay uh, equates playing the lottery uh, to having sex. Like the excitement you have, yes, which takes Rose away. Like she is oh, yeah. instantly transported to a place where she has to quickly come away from and compose herself. And she agrees. Look. All of them agree when they leave, we're not going to play the lottery. It's cool. It's cool. I, the, the sex joke when they're comparing lottery to sex, like, that's a good joke. And that's something they wouldn't do on television now. Like, we're, Oh, we're, no. We're like, we're in a much more sanitized society. We couldn't get away with that on a primetime sitcom now. This whole this whole show, like this particular episode, was just amazing. Like, yeah. I love that they did that. There was a lot of sexual innuendo that just... just there's just so much awesome stuff in this episode. Like, this like I really I I could be wrong, but I really don't believe there are African American centered sitcoms that are th- this good anymore. Like I feel like they're all like in this weird like like it's because it's like all like that Tyler Perry shit, or like they're just like so like are they like weirdly I don't know. There's some there's they're not made like this anymore. Because this was like cause this was a time when you had two two seven, you had Amen, you had the Cosby Show, you had a different world. Like there were so many good shows. I really wonder what happened. Like why did they did they stop suddenly? I I feel like part of it was like um, cable because this was still a time where like we had cable, but it like it wasn't as as like you know fully dominant. Like the like the main networks were still. I think that's the problem. I think a lot of these shows then got like pushed off to like cable networks, and they got pushed off to your U- UPNs and your WBs, and they like got like put into like these like like low budget, so they couldn't get the best actors. Hmm. So I-, I feel like that's part of it because like I just feel like from like I don't know like I it's some I would say around 1993, 1993 forward on like the primetime networks. Was there any like any like non-white sitcoms dude like, i can't think of one 93 until like now hey, until Mr. like Cooper. this year yeah all right you had like gif was yeah, it martin you, one as well but i guess that was on upn yeah but like yeah you had your you had you had your family matters and like you're hanging with mr cooper but I those love were those like shows man they were great i see those were that was like i was those were past my my tgif prime like I like I was done at that point. I, those were also I will like, say, we'll go ahead. I, I you may be say, saying what I was about to say. Those were also like really sanitized like children's shows. Quite like, true. This is this is like a fa- this is a family show, but it's not like it's not for kids. It's not dumbed down like you know Urkel. Urkel is a goofy show for kids. I mean, totally agreed. I'd also say that the writing just isn't any, I mean it isn't anywhere near you're right this is a show written for adults and that's why it's so enjoyable 227 yeah. um, I, yeah, I, I just that I, being yeah. said we have homework to do this isn't a check that can be this isn't a check no one's writing a check no one's getting their checkbook out I'm saying I 
have really been trying to get around to watching Empire, which I know is a huge thing now. It's mm-hmm. predominantly African-American, not only, I think, from a writing standpoint, but just from a cast as well. I mean, it's also, I kind of want to see that and also now watch the show Blackish, because I'm mm-hmm. not sure where that falls. Mm-hmm. And I get, I mean, it, it's meeting with some success. So I hear good things. But it'll be neat to juxtapose those. But all sitcoms, I like. I just, I'm not. I, I don't know. I feel like sitcoms are done. Like I'm, I don't like sitcoms oh, anymore. Like no. they're just not. I don't, I don't care anymore. I'm done. I'm, I will say it's awesome to view them in retrospective. Like that's one of the reasons I love Mr. Belvedere. I mean. Mm-hmm. And now two two seven and Charles in charge and all of those because yeah. it was a different. That's when they were coming into their heyday, mm-hmm. and I guess from a nostalgic reason, not only nostalgic but just through that window of also time. I mean, come on, the eighties totally different. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of more levels that make a sitcom more interesting than today. I'm watching sitcom. It's like whatever. Yeah. Meh. Pass. Meh. Pass. I mean, and again, this was you know a major network. This was on NBC. Like this was like a real show. Like Jack A won an Emmy. As she should. Yeah, like this was this wasn't like a throwaway show, like. Now my question is, why did you choose pick six as the episode? Uh, there weren't that many available, and this was because the best quality episode, video wise. That was the only reasoning. And I'm assuming it's the best quality because it was. I don't know if it's one of the best episodes, but this again, an amazing a, episode of television. Yeah, I actually I look no. Here's what happened. I looked on IMDb and. As always, with anything you look on IMDb, there's like people debating what they think the best episode was, and I found like a I found like um, a couple that kept coming up, and this was like one of them. And of the of the ones I looked for, this was the best quality video on YouTube. So, um, I like now I really want to watch an episode of Amen as well. Like we gotta, I think we need to track that down because I think that would be really interesting to talk about on the show. Just to, like to oh, see dude. like. Cause like I, I haven't watched that since I was a kid, um. So I don't I don't know how Gizoe <laughs> that show is or isn't. I'm sure it's I'm sure there's plenty of Gizo in the show Amen about like goings on at a church, um, <laughs> um, where the main character is like, you know, a deacon of a church and a pastor of a church. So, but you could be wrong. But it, like, things I think, have happened. But at the same time, I feel like it was pretty standard for your sitcom. It just happened to be set. Oh yeah, I mean they all are. Come on. Come um. On. So, just to recap, everyone was excited about the lottery. Mary put her foot down. No one was excited about the lottery, but J.K. or Jack K. because she's the only one that's going to play it. Everyone right. else has been sworn. Okay, you're right. We're wasting money. Upstairs, later, Mary is snapping um, green beans and saying, "He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not." Her husband comes home. Hey, what's up? I'm home. I don't remember why or how she comes across. He loves me not. Um. Well, she says I think, he he like hugs her and kisses her, and she says he loves me, and she's like I bought you a present, and he pulls out a lottery ticket, and she's like I he loves me not. <laughs> so why did he buy her the ticket again? It was, um. He says he he um he needed to break a twenty, um. So he went to the ice cream store, and like he like he. I think he said he, like he had to make a five dollar purchase or something to get change. Um, so he bought like two of his friends like ice cream, and then he bought himself an ice cream, and he still had uh, like a dollar left, so he bought the scratch off lottery ticket. Yeah. To which he says, "Oh, you thought you could sneak that ice cream by me?" 
what? <laughs> Let the man have some ice cream for crying out Seriously. loud. Seriously. Um, my whole question is the ice cream store. <laughs> the ice cream store. Because you might think, oh, well, it's like, oh, it's going to be like, but I'm pretty sure that place we see later in this episode is the ice cream store. Because why else would ice cream be in the mix again? Which, what they're really meaning, is it's like a convenience store yeah, that yeah. happens to sell ice cream as well as everything else. But in the 80s, ice cream, I guess, was such an awesome novelty product that they just really liked it, so they called ga- like convenience stores ice cream stores. I guess it's like if like I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go instead of Seven Eleven. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the ice cream store. You know, the Seven Eleven, the ice cream store. Well, I guess they sell ice cream there, but I, I mean, they also sell like candy bars and sodas and like donuts and uh, random uh, accoutrements. Uh. Well, yeah, dude, because it's an ice cream store. Duh. <laughs> it's like you've never been to an ice cream store. Um, oh. Well. I was a little disconcerned that a, a TCBY or a Baskin Robbins would start selling lottery tickets in the 80s. I thought, mm. well, that's where my mind went at first. Just, okay. That's reasonable. But why has Mary got to rain on everyone's parade? She's she's. You thought really he didn't notice that ice cream, huh? It's hot outside. It's the summer. Let him yeah. have an ice cream. Let the man have some ice cream. He works hard. He works hard. He's an architect because it's the 80s and every dude was an architect in the 80s. Oh, yeah. Any movie, any television show, everybody's a fucking architect. Well, dude, trickle down. They need to spend money on something. Build stuff. Indeed. Who's going to build those buildings of the future? Oh. I, um, I, she's so, and she's super upset about this, like, lottery ticket. Like, she's like, I can't, listen, I was just, I was just teaching the ladies about how lottery tickets were bullshit. And now you got to come in and, like, talk to me about lottery tickets. Gah. Ah, it's, it's terrible. Another reason I th- I thought, and again, this was me not knowing anything, that this could be the start of an amazing show, this was the pilot episode to a show where people were going to win the lottery and then it changes their lives, was because they hammer the lottery ticket thing so hard in this episode. There is no C-plot. There is no secondary, or B-plot. There is no secondary plot. Yeah. They are so focused on the lottery ticket so singularly focused I thought this is launching something there's no way that this can't they're all gonna win and this is gonna change their lives or something what else can I assume nothing else is happening in the lottery tickets no no it's just it like it's like perfect strangers sometimes you just have an A plot and that's all you've got I guess this is what we did I I guess so man so I um it, at one point, like, her, her daughter, like, comes into the kitchen and is like, Oh, my God, Mom, you got a lottery ticket. That's so awesome. And she's like, I don't have a lottery ticket. Um, what's that in your hand for? Like, oh, your I, father. It was a gift. I, I didn't want it. Hmm. Whatever, Mom. So Mom scratches it off, and Mary wins $10, which, again, yeah. for the 80s is nice money. Definitely. Definitely. And he says, uh, and, and, of course... Uh, her husband says, well, I mean, if it's not yours, she's like, give me that $10. That's my $10. It was a gift. Hmm. Somebody's going to get a lot of things at the ice cream store. <laughs> she goes down to the ice cream store. It looks like a convenience store, but there's definitely heavy ice cream in those shelves. So there may have been a phenomenon in the 80s where, where there were just stores that sold predominantly ice cream, but also other stuff. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. I was a child then, Brad. Alex, you say, I, I say there's a lot of ice cream, but the sign says milk slash beverages. It doesn't say anything about ice cream. I see that there's plenty of uh, ice cream there, but it also has milk and beverages taking up a lot of that space. There's also like an entire. This is like a grocery store. There's like an entire produce section. I feel <laughs> like Jack Jack Hay has a cart, so I don't know what this place is. <laughs> This, guys, this isn't an ice cream store. This is like a small grocery store. It's a co-op. <laughs> so Mary's in line. She has to give her ticket to the cashier to get money. But this is also coinciding coinciding with the $3 million jackpot. Or the $3 million... Okay. I don't know if I want to call that a jackpot. Everyone in line cannot stop talking about the lottery. They cannot wait to put their money down and buy a lottery ticket. It's it's crazy. Um, the old woman that's in front of her looks so familiar, and I can't figure out I what know. I know her from. Like she's got to be a series regular. She's well, she's she's pro she's definitely been in like everything in the world, because like I, I just can't like I need to I need to like double check on this on IMDb because that woman is like like she's just this great like um angry old lady actress that I just I can't. Who is she? Ethel Lawanda Page. Um, oh, she's Aunt Esther on Sanford and Son. Nice. That's where I know her from. She's also in Meteor Man, of course. I, re I remember her from Meteor Man. Oh, she, Sanford, Sanford and Son, that's another. An another great fucking African-American show. Like, ah, oh, just don't have them anymore. It hurts me. It hurts me. Because I, I feel like, all, like I, I, I definitely, like, I feel like I watched a lot of these, like, sitcoms, like, um, secret style as a kid because I knew I know if my grandfather walked in and like saw me like watching like 227 or Amen like I could get away with Sanford and Son because that was older and like he, he was familiar with it but like if there was a show I, he didn't he did not recognize that had like black people in the show he was not happy about it like I remember like I remember him being upset about me watching Family Matters at one point what? yeah and like I remember like I tried to have like a little kid like um I'm gonna teach the old man like um, oh. the black people are okay. Um, did not work. I tried to have like a hallmark moment like it's okay. Um, you don't have to be an old racist. <laughs> did not fly. So I feel like I, I I know I watched all these shows like a lot, but I know that I always had to keep an eye out as well. <laughs> oh. That I'm sorry that that happened, but at the same That's, time, yeah, funny stories from um, that. Oh, but yeah, it's on Esther. I mean, it was also the South. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, you're racist. right. She's um, here. She is super giddy about the getting a lottery ticket. She can't yes. contain herself. She talks to Mary. You know it's at $3 million. There's a guy behind her that's super excited. Oh, and basically, they're educating us on lottery tickets. Because <laughs> this is basically... <laughs> another reason I thought this was a pilot is because they yes. hammer on lottery... Like, they're this is Lottery 101. They're teaching you everything you need to know. That white dude behind her is the creepiest dude ever. Yes. He's so... He looks creepy. He's got creepy hair. Like, he is so weird. And he's, like, explain... He's, like, expl Oh, you don't know what Lotto is? I th It's, like, product placement for the lottery. It really is. <laughs> like, I thought this was, like... This episode was in conjunction with the lottery. <laughs> because this dude is like, What? You don't know what Lotto is? Oh, it's easy. You just pick six numbers, um, and then you get a chance to win three million dollar jackpot. Hey! It's that easy, and it's I'm fun. <laughs> yeah, Trust so me, I have tiny eyes. 
So the woman talking to Mary says, I bet you can't wait to play the lottery. What do you know what your numbers are? And Mary's like, I don't play the lottery. And the woman says, well, what's, what's that in your hand, idiot? <laughs> Looks like you won 10 bucks. Hmm. Don't play the lottery. And then the guy jumps in. Oh, she probably don't play lotto. What the fuck is lotto? You don't know what lotto is? And then the, I love the guy at the end of the lines like, guys, can I just fucking, can I go first? Because I have ice cream that I need to buy now. Uh, this and guy, I've never, there's never been a human in history that loves ice cream as much as this guy. This, I can say that with authority at this point. Uh, that this, is insane. This is another guy that could, th- we can never have this character on television again because I, like he's got, he's got like the, he's got the thick Mexican accent. He's got the big mustache. I mean, he is just—he is a broadly drawn stereotype if there ever was one. Though I can't, though not really. It's very strange. He just makes me uncomfortable because I feel like he's playing up. I feel like he's playing. I feel like the director said, "Hey, play up the Mexican thing a little bit. Go a little more Mexican with your accent. Can you do that?" But for what reason? That he's a Mexican man in this neighborhood? Is it a stereotype that Hispanic people love ice cream? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. There's some, but it's like, the, but the joke is he has a thick accent, like and that, that he can't wait to get his ice cream. Yeah. That he's struggling to get ahead in line because it, it seems like if he could just speak the language without a thick accent, they would realize, oh, he needs ice cream. Let oh, him go ahead of us because we're just buying lottery tickets. In fact, we're we're pitching lottery tickets to this this woman so go ahead sir we're fine we're teaching how to play a lotto i do love this poor bastard it just wants to buy his ice cream before it melts and he's got like he's like hey this is turning into hot fudge over here i got chocolate dripping on my shoe and they're like explaining how the lottery works they're picking their numbers in line they're filling out the little dots on the i'm like oh fuck this dude's probably been in line forever and i give him credit at one point the old woman says somebody give that man a spoon and they pass him back a spoon, but his character takes a spoon and keeps looking in front of the line like, these sons of bitches, I'm being serious about this ice cream. Like, he is, he is focused. It. I love it. Uh, and at one point, doesn't she, like, threaten him? I like, think so. Like, she says something like, I'll, ca- I'll come on up in this line. I'll take you. It's like, honey, it's f- get your lottery ticket and get out. You don't, no one, you don't have to fight anybody. He just needs his ice cream. He needs your lottery ticket. It's okay. Oh. It's it's great. It's like this is the best scene. Like I just I love everything about it. I love like oh, yeah. the wacky white guy explaining how Lotto works for for the guy that works for Lotto International. Um, I love Aunt Esther. I love the the uncomfortable stereotype uh, Mexican that loves ice cream, which I didn't know was a Dude. stereotype, but it feels like a stereotype. It's In also, a way, go ahead. I, I just I, I feel like we're all I, I don't know I feel like the idea is that like we're in a very diverse neighborhood and we're playing up like this guy's this guy's very Mexican um and then the cashier is an Asian guy like he's very he's, he's very Asian like we're we're go, we're really like like trying to like it's it's uh, it's very much diversity not melting pot which I appreciate yeah. um but I feel like that's another thing that like it would be we couldn't really have that today either oh no because it's it's too close it's too close to being racism because all it takes is one thing to go a little too far and i feel like i feel like the mexican guy is right on that line because i i really feel like somebody's saying hey play up the accent more be more mexican well i think that okay something else that's crazy at one point when she hands him the spoon or they do the uh 
she's like, someone hand the guy a spoon. He says something like, gracias? And then the old lady says, oh, yeah. I got your grassy ass right here. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. You're in line. Just, yeah. just relax. <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where it turned the corner. I got your ass right here. Yeah, it's I, like... I, 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 knew right. there, I knew there was a point that turned the corner. I couldn't remember what it was. Why are you threatening this dude? You're all in line. Just yeah. stay in... It, everyone waits their turn. It's okay. Let him be ahead of you. He does have ice cream. It's fine. <laughs> Seriously, you guys are buying lottery tickets. Like, you should uh, you should ideally be in a separate line that's just for assholes. That's why they have the kiosk. That's why they have the little... Uh... Dude, okay. Guys, I promise we're going to laser focus on 227 in just a second. I have yes. another random... I have a monster sighting I forgot about. Nice. And it's a lottery monster. <gasps> I was... Uh, I took a trip this weekend. Uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday. We went down to Lexington to celebrate with her friends. And we stopped. I stopped to get gas. So I went inside. I was getting drinks for us and snacks. And I was maybe fifth in line waiting. Because there was a woman who was holding up everything because they couldn't get her lottery tickets right. And I'm pretty sure she was trying to hustle them, and they wouldn't let her, and it was great. She was slightly older. She had a wallet, which may have been, now that in retrospect, since Brad mentioned that a lottery wallet is a thing, might have been her wallet. She was dictating to them the types of lottery tickets she wanted. And they brought her back and once, and she said, no, 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 those aren't the ones I wanted. But she started to take them. So I think her game was, I'll order these, they'll say, and then I'll say, no, these aren't the ones I wanted. And then it'll be their bad, and they'll give me the ones that I wanted and these. I, like, and I don't Yikes. think you can do that with lottery tickets. I don't think, and they weren't doing it. So she left after five minutes of this, I guess, with the lottery tickets she wanted and then a huff because she didn't get more free lottery tickets. Uh, Hold up, held up the line for a while. I... I <sighs> It's 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 so like it's crazy. I uh, there was the also worst. the family in front of me who were fine with it because they were having problems of their own. Their children demanded to get something at the gas station. Ugh. They all had their own drinks and their own snacks, but one kid was determined to get sunglasses. And the father told the children, "We'll get sunglasses when we go to Walmart. That's what we were planned on." And the kid said, "Why? Why? They're right here. Why don't we just get sunglasses here?" And his younger brother said, "I want sunglasses." And then the father said, you're already getting headphones. We're not going to get sunglasses here. We're getting them at Walmart. And the kid kids were pissed. And I thought, yeah. you're already getting headphones at a gas station. You do not get headphones at a gas station. No. That woman's playing the lottery unsuccessfully. Uh, what is happening? I... Some look at line monsters. Straight up Dude, line monsters. Straight up line monsters. If I if I'm not if I wasn't addicted to the sweet taste of Coke Zero, mm. I would have probably left. Like, nah, this ain't worth it. I'm Definitely. out of this scene. Definitely. So I understand the line monster mentality because I've lived it. I've been there. So uh, Mary is in line. She's being convinced by these people, and how can she not be? They're tag teamed her. She's got professionals Definitely. working a game on her. Um, she she's gonna do it. She's gonna buy a lottery ticket. So she she looks at the newspaper and uh, sees the sees the uh, thing about the senator scandal, and she's like, oh well, these are some numbers. I'll use these. So she puts those down, and like she gets her lottery ticket, and then like um like everyone applauds her for deciding to buy a lottery ticket. Um, which is which is amazing. Oh, she um also like a Mexican guy's like, oh my ice cream is melting on my shoe. 
and she's and she's taking her time filling out the lottery ticket thing. So she's like, here, count him a dollar to buy new ice cream. And that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I also love that they're uh, the guy who is the clerk. Mm-hmm. Um, also kind of presses her to buy a ticket. You here to buy a ticket? Oh wait, you just have your lottery ticket. That's cool. Yeah. Reiterating three million dollars, and she's like, all right, okay. I do love that she paid for that dude's ice cream. That yeah. that was class. That was class all the way. The idea of like actually like picking your numbers, like I could never do that. Ever. For this podcast, like I went into the machine and I and I got the thing because it was like it was I put the money in the machine, I press a button, I get a lottery ticket out. If I had to like actually t- take up a thing and like like r- circle in, I'm gonna pick this number and this number and hand it to a human and then have them give them run it and give me a lottery ticket, I could not do that. Like if I if if I had like a straight up uh, uh, Back to the Future um, lottery almanac that had all the winning numbers for the next twenty years, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> like it would, it's too humiliating the idea of taking that slip up there to a person and to have to fill it out in front of them. No, no, I could not. I could never. I could never do that. No. If I can press a button, I'll 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 buy a lottery ticket for a random one-off podcast whim or for a play but if i could never i can that's the idea of that like kills me inside because there's so many things people could be reading into it yeah. oh these are, these are his lucky numbers he's probably played it a lot how many how much money have you put into this no I, two dollars mm, so I, I I, this is this is the third dollar i've put in i swear and there's no way you could just say random numbers and they would still think that they would yeah. still judge you, yeah. I would think. Though I've been to a lot of places where people talk about the lottery, and they straight up, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like a brotherhood or a sisterhood. It's a community of people. It's like, yeah, we're playing the lottery. What's up? You know, one time I did win $500 on a ticket. You know, one time, I, one of these days, you never know. I, I really, I honestly think the only thing more embarrassing than buying a lottery ticket would be winning the lottery. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm pretty sure for that kind of money, I could get over it um, really quickly, but I still feel like it, like it, the minute I have to like tell people, yeah, I won the lottery, is like so embarrassing. Because that means you played the lottery and everybody knows about it. See, that's, that's a sitcom I want to watch, or a show I want to watch, or a YouTube miniseries, where someone wins the lottery and is ashamed of it and tries to hide it. I, like, I feel like you would, I, I feel like I, I would just, like, of course, like, I would tell, like, people close to me, but after that I would be like, I have not gotten my money from the lottery, I, I have clearly uh, received it, um, through the death of a, a relative, a loved one, died, and left me money, and that is what happened. <laughs> Plus, there's the whole stigma of new money. <laughs> money you get uh, from a come up like that. Like, no, like, no, I'm from old money. This money was inherited. Like, I get it. I get it. Ugh. And I look, the Ramjack faithful and your co host will never rat you out should you win the lottery. That money was willed to you, sir. Was I was there. It was willed to me from my, from my loved ones. Yeah. A lost uncle or aunt. Yeah, that, that liked me, and I actually liked them. And were, were, they were never upset about me catching me watching 227. <laughs> you know, that relative that I definitely really had. <laughs> um, after the applause of buying a lottery ticket, this is awesome. I love this so much. <laughs> she As she's walking the store, the camera pans, and Jack Hay is there. 
Uh, How long has she been standing there? I would like to think for the entire scene. She's watched it just like we have. It's so good. Like, I, I the, the two of them playing off each other is amazing. Like, I love them together. It's so good. Mary tries to leave, and Jack Hay blocks her off with her card. Oh, yeah. Just amazing. It's, oh, she's so caught. And Mary tries to, like, bullshit. She's like, no, no, I just, like, uh, Rose and Pearl have been having issues trying to, uh, they're being addicted to the lottery. I'm just trying to understand what it's like uh, to, uh, um, to, to see what it feels like so I can help them. JK is not having this. She's like, hmm, whatever. Oh, I love it. Like, she's like, don't don't worry, Mary. I'm not going to tell anybody except Rose and Pearl. And she walks away. And I love Mary's face of like, that bitch. <laughs> Just like on her face, like, Gah. it's amazing. Uh, uh, it I is love great. It. Commercial break comes back. Um... She tells her husband what's up. Look, we're going to have to watch the lottery. I bought a lottery ticket. Husband's like, in effect, he's like, whatever, it's cool. Um, knock, knock. Who's at the door? Well, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. At first, the husband's like, oh, okay, well, that's that's fine. He's like, he's amused, but he's like, all right, whatever. Um, she's like, but that's not all. Jack Hay saw me, <laughs> and he lies straight up laughs at her, and it is amazing. <laughs> Like I love it. Like I, like I feel like their relationship. They, they, it's. I feel it's got very much like a, um, a Lucille Ball sort of thing going on, where she gets herself into situations, and, and, he lovingly laughs at her. A classic Ricky Ricardo yeah. Sitch. <laughs> Ricky I, I would feel, always laugh at Lucy. Yeah, I feel that's definitely the vibe um, you get from the relationship. There's a lot of good mixtures of those kinds of like classic sitcom tropes yeah. in this show, which again make I, it. Awesome. Another, th another thing that I remember about this show, and you don't really get to see it much in this one, is, like, the father-daughter relationship I remember was always, like, it was really, it's a really good father-daughter relationship, which you don't nice. often see a lot of. Well, the daughter's barely in this episode. Yeah, like, barely. Um, I think we'll talk about her later when we get to Best Dress for Stressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, her husband basically consoles her, like, look, it's okay, you buy a wife ticket, no big deal, no one has to know about it. It's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's awesome that JK caught you, but whatever. Right. Ding oh. dong. Oh, fuck. And it's Rose and Pearl. And she's like, oh, no, I've been caught. I've been caught. And they're both upset. Uh, they're both upset. Oh, but but they don't know. They're upset because uh, Pearl wants to watch them read the lottery numbers because she just wants to know. She wants to know if she would have won. And Rose is like, listen, you know, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stop this. We gotta, we gotta beat this addiction. We can't watch it. I, I love the idea that like, like Rose like went to Pearl's like apartment and like turned off her television and wouldn't let her watch it because <laughs> they're trying to beat this addiction. Um. <laughs> they come in. It's quickly discovered because she, uh, Mary admits to it. Look. Well, it's not yet. Oh, my bad. There's, there's a lot of fighting over the television. And Mary's like, oh, it's all right if you want to watch it. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, but then there, there's another knock at the door, and Jack Hay shows up. And Jack Hay's like, and she's like, all right, fine. Before you say anything, I'm going to tell them. Um, she's like, I bought a lottery ticket. And then Jack Hay's like, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
just having the fear over someone else. Oh. I, I love her style, man. She's oh, she oh, she's fanning herself with like fifty lottery tickets. Oh, it's so good. Like ah, I this is such a good show. Like I may like the more we talk about it, the more I'm like I may buy that season off Amazon. Oh, dude. Rose and oh. Pearl lay into like what the fuck? Yeah. How can how dare you buy a lottery ticket after your soapbox speech on the fucking stoop? You fucking traitor. Like I love like Pearl is like coming at her. Like like she is ready to like attack. She's out for blood. Like she could have won oh. three million dollars. I love it. I love it. It's great. Like they're arguing. Lester like calms them down and is like, alright, listen. We're gonna watch the numbers. Um it's it's not her fault you didn't play the lottery. That was your decision. Uh we're gonna watch it and then Mary's you guys haven't lost any money. Mary's gonna lose her two dollars. Everyone's gonna learn a lesson. Jack Hayes lost like a hundred dollars because she's got like a million lottery <laughs> tickets. Um, and really, that is very sound logical advice. Everyone cool down. Someone who's never played the lottery before got caught up in the game. That's um, that's why you listen to your reasonable eighties architect. Yeah. They got the, they got their feet on the ground. <laughs> Voice of reason. <laughs> so they all agree to this. They're all sitting down, waiting for the numbers. Um, the numbers are spoken one at a time. Um, and we quickly realize that Mary has picked the right numbers. She like they announced the first couple of numbers, and she's got them. And they're like, "We're gonna fucking kill you." They announced the first three numbers, and she's got all three of them. Um, Jack Kate's already lost. Yeah, Jack Kate runs out. She's like, "Fuck this." Um, but then like the lottery, the 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 show announcing the numbers on television like goes to a commercial break. Like they're only announcing three numbers at a time, and then going to a break. <laughs> like what's this bullshit lot? Like I've never watched like a lottery drawing on television. I th- I don't think, but I don't think they go to commercial breaks halfway through the numbers, do they? Like brilliant I mean, I, if they do. But yeah, I was about to say I could see from an advertising standpoint that'd be perfect. Because you know tons of people are watching that spot. You can charge a premium for it. Yeah. For sure. I mean, but it's six numbers. <laughs> like, what do you do before? Like, how, what's the build-up to the lottery? It's like, all right. Because, like, I... Like, I... From the times, like, I've seen, like, lottery numbers things on TV, it's like, it comes on after the news. It's like, there's, like, a little few minutes, like, after the news, right? Isn't that when it happens? Or it's like... Like, something like that? Like, Dude, I don't know. I've never... I, I, I think I, I know that every once in a while they have like the little uh the giant um ball mm-hmm. yeah like vortex basically a poppery too they've adapted the tornado technology and mm. infused gambling into it True. and little little popcorn things and then you get a number and right. those happen instantaneous there's no commercial break right I do know that the last one's like a special one they have to like hit a button or something and it goes yeah. along longer I mean because that's just for show and then other times I've seen it just at the end of the news, so I don't know what's going I, on. Yeah, that's I. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, guys, we don't know how lotteries work. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're a lottery fan, write us and let us know. Um, but yeah, it goes um, commercial break, and they're still arguing. I would also like to say, wait, right before they sit down to hear the numbers, uh, there's a pan, and they're talking about, all right, we'll just watch. Everyone sit down, and when they sit down, we see the boom mic quickly get out of frame. <laughs> nice. It's like a Belvedere drop. It's in and out. <laughs> love it. Love those boom mics. I um, just love that they're so lazy with it. 
You could have easily just keep it up. I know it's a long day on set, but it's your only job. <laughs> oh, Alex, always talking shit about boom mic ops. <laughs> I will say that this made the episode for me because when I saw the boom mic, I thought this is awesome. This is like the best show ever. This is the this is the perfect pilot. <laughs> I really want to watch the pilot episode now and see what it's all about. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, so they make they during the commercial break they decide. Listen, listen. Uh, I don't want you. You guys are my friends. I don't want you to be upset. Listen, if I win, we'll share the money. And her and husband's like, "Whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Put on the brakes." They're adult people. They chose not to do this. You don't owe them anything. Um, but they're like, no, that sounds fine. That sounds cool. We'll do that. I mean, three million split three ways is a million apiece. That's more than enough money. After taxes, um, that's a million and a half. Man. So, come back from a commercial break. They've won, Brad. They won the lottery. They won the lottery. They are beside themselves. Everyone is super excited. Hold up. Someone comes in. Guys, I just won the lottery. I just won the lottery. Someone else runs down the hall. I just won the lottery. Daughter runs in. Guess what? Someone down the street just ran the lottery. Down the street. Someone's mom in the apartment complex won the lottery. Oi. Turns out a lot of people use those numbers on the newspaper because super people are superstitious. I I was because I was not I was not sure how this episode was gonna end. Like I I I really I could not. And then like. It actually comes back on the television, so it's we're not going to like the next day or anything. Um, it's like on the television. It's like, um, oh, our computer tells us that uh, thirteen thousand people uh, played these numbers um, and won. So that means uh, I think what is it like? They're each going to get like two hundred and forty. Each each winner gets two hundred and forty bucks or something. Which split all the different ways is what eighty something dollars a piece. Yeah. Which I'm like, 80 bucks is not bad in the 80s. I mean, that's the equivalent of like $100. That's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Split hundred, split $300 between you guys. It's totally awesome. Yeah. But like, also, can you just like imagine like all the people that like, I won the lottery. I'm quitting my job. Fuck you, wife that I didn't love. I'm leaving. <laughs> like, can you imagine okay. anything as horrific as like thinking you won the lottery? You thinking you won millions of dollars in the lottery and like making bad life decisions? No. Well, first things first. Never make rash life decisions for any reason. Mm. You, I, if you want to tell your wife, good riddance. I won the lottery. It's over. You wait till you have that money in your hand. You do yeah. not do anything based on money until you have that money in your hand. Yeah, and that if you're ticket is your... not money. Guys, and again, if you win the lottery, if you like, if you're thinking about doing this, get that money, keep it secret, like cloak it out, hide it, put it in a secret bank account, make sure your wife doesn't know about it, get that divorce, get that finalized, and then cloak out for a while, and don't let anybody know you got that money for a while. Truth, like you can, you can live really comfortably on the interest of that money and without any lavishness for mm -hmm. years. Yeah. Just do that. Yeah. Pretty soon, wife, your kids are like, yeah, dad's not doing too good. I mean, he's, you know, he's just got that apartment. It's He drives a sports car now. Nope. You've already blown it. You've already blown it. Uh, You've yeah. got to wait. 
you have to wait five years until you can enjoy that money. Yeah, five. The yeah. way you should, and by that time, the interest will acquire, and you'll have a lot of money to throw yeah, around. Absolutely. Like, listen, if you want to like do things on the sly, go on like vacations, like, but just don't be showy with your money. Just no. like, yeah, I had to go out of town. I had to go out of town. Fine. Don't put shit on Facebook. Like, you gotta, you gotta be careful. Listen, listen, lottery winners. Let Ramjack manage your wealth. Send us your money. We'll, like, yeah. keep it cloaked out. And then when you need it, some of it will still be there. I, I Look, of course I we're going to have us. I would not lie to you. <laughs> look, we've known Brad for 227 episodes. He is not a liar. He cannot I, lie. I cannot. I mean, look, there's worse ways to invest your money. Invest in Ramjack. We'll keep it safe for you. We'll keep it secret. Keep it safe. Listen, uh, pulling together, we'll make it right. With help from our friends, I know we'll get by, because there's no place like Ramjack. Give us your money, please. Give us your money. All I'm saying is, $88 a piece is nothing to scoff at. It's that's a, And that's now fun. they have their friendship yeah. back. For for a dollar investment, like a return, that's a pretty that's that's fine. That's fine. Think of all the ice cream you could buy at the ice cream store. <laughs> I also when she finally buys a ticket, everyone claps. That guy claps very sarcastically and then like puts his hand up almost like fuck you, kind of like or there she goes, she held it up. So good. Pretty great. Yeah, it's awesome. So like, good. that's just so this show. It's just amazing. If every episode is like this, we have to come. We have to revisit this. I can't. We can't make this just an Alfio. I say after, after Punky or with Punky or whenever we get done with Belvedere, if it's possible, let's go back to the show. I, yeah, this show. This is awesome. There's, there's only the one season that's easily available. So um, true. Well, well. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what we can do uh, if we can I mean, work we'll it in. See. I, I would. I would very much like to do uh, an Amen uh, two two seven back to back. I think that would be fun. That would be um, cool. Could get some Sherman Hemsley in the mix. Um, yeah, at the end of the episode, they're all like, "All right, well, hey, we may not uh, be millionaires, but at least we got our friendship." And uh, yay! End of episode. Freeze, freeze frame. <laughs> okay, now I've just discovered something that's a little suspect. So this episode is dedicated to getting people to play the lottery. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just admit yeah, that. Definitely. Um, there's another episode of Two Two Seven. Where they're on the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, there's also one where they play Family Feud. But I think it's a little weird that you're using a show to sell lottery tickets and also to get people to watch The Price is Right. Not Price is Right. To get people to watch Family Feud and also to get people to to fantasize about spinning the Wheel of Fortune. Which was a game show I never really understood. Might it be because I wasn't good at spelling as a child. I was just like, what are we doing? Why are we spinning this giant thing, like this weird wheel? What kind of weird Mad Max television show are we watching? Because that was that was the context I had at that age. I saw a little bit of Beyond Thunderdome and knew Break a Deal, Face a Wheel. Hmm. So between the terror of the wheel and the terror of your inability to spell anything at all, I was like, lost. This was a show that that show that show was a oh, must have destroyed you as a child. Every time my grandparents watched it, I could not. I could not. So that's the episode, Brad. Who won and who lost? That's an interesting question. They did end up winning eighty-eight dollars a piece, so that's yes. something. Um, Mary lost face definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Hay lost a lot of money on lottery tickets. 
I would almost think she's the one that comes out the worst. You might think it's the dude who really wants ice cream and in line, mm-hmm. but he gets free ice cream. And let's be honest, it's not going to melt that fast. Yeah. Unless it's like 100 degrees inside of that yeah. freaking ice cream store, which is impossible because it's an ice cream store. That's how they make their money. Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> That's very debatable. I mean, ice cream is like one one-hundredth of the things they sell. The 80s was a magical time, man. Oh, it really um, was. Um, I, yeah. That's like going to any supermarket and calling it an ice cream store. Seriously, it really though, is. I like, love it. I absolutely fucking love it. I'm going to talk to Kroger, and we're going to try to rename at least one of our subsidiaries the ice cream store. Love it. It's a good plan. Um, I think it has, it has to be Jack K, right? Or Jack K? Yeah, I think Jack K loses, because I mean... She's still playing the lottery. She's yeah. not going to stop. She's wasting tons of money. Mm-hmm. She also wears fur. She does like, wear fur. Yeah. I love um, her character. Like yeah. it's amazing. Definitely. She's amazing, but Yeah, I think Jack A loses, but who won? I it, I think it's I, you know what? I think it's got to be Pearl or Rose because they got $88 for nothing. <laughs> no investment on their part. They really did. You know what? I would almost put Marion as losing. Because like you said, she lost mm-hmm. face, but let's also be honest, she played the lottery and won. She's going to play it again. So she's ultimately you lost because I think she's hooked. Yeah, I think Mary's Mary is the real loser. She also, even though she didn't win the big lottery, like she won like 200-something dollars, but then she um, talked her way out of like two-thirds of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, yeah, she's still got $88, which in, you know, 80 money, 80s money, that's still pretty solid. But she could have had more, but she just talked her way out of it for being a dummy. And she's going to blow all that $88 maybe now in the lottery because she's she said she caught the fever. I mean, yeah. there's no there's no resolution where they're thinking, oh, we're never going to play lottery again. It's more like, oh, we're friends. Look, we'll do whatever we want. So, yeah, I think Mary loses. Um... Now is it is it Pearl or Rose that won? Can we have a joint win? Uh, it's unconventional. I don't know. Does one win more than the other? That's a tough one. We have to dissect other parts of it. Pearl does have a lot of good one-liners. Mm-hmm. Um, Pearl is also a go-getter in the she fact is. that while Rose like fantasizes or like. I want to say leers, but admires the runners. Pearl will straight up trip a runner. True. I, I Pearl I, is a is at, at her core a winner. I think. I love Pearl. Pearl's my favorite character. I am all for uh, Pearl being the winner. What does she say? You keep yapping, but you ain't rapping. <laughs> yes. Using a contraction, albeit one that I guess technically didn't exist at the time, ain't, meaning she's also an honest person. Hmm. I think True. she wins. I think I, she yeah. won. Pearl's the winner. Pearl it was a tough race, but Rose, you lost. You, you were too compliant. Also, also Rose was easily talked. Like, Grand, you shouldn't be for the lottery, but I feel like Rose was very easily talked talked out of the lottery by Mary. I feel like Rose is a follower, not a leader. She really is. So, Pearl, Pearl you're the winner. Mary, I'm sorry, you're the loser. Now, here's a question, Alex. A okay. best dressed, a worst dressed. Um, I almost want to give worst dress to Jack K because she's wearing fur. Mm-hmm. 
but we all know we can't do that. It's it's tempting. It's tempting. Um, I I I think the daughter, like her, like her giant, super huge baggy sweater that's just like covered in like, I don't even know what all those little things are. There's all kinds of like little designs on it. I'm about uh, six minutes in to the first part, like. It's like crazy. She's wearing like green pants and like a green polo, but then there's this white sweatshirt that's like gigantic and like covered in like oh, it's like I think I see like a, a radio and a boombox and maybe like CDs or records in there. Holy fuck, yeah, she's worse dressed. I, yeah. I don't I was gonna say Rose, I like the plaid dress. That that works. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it looked like the buckle on her belt was Almost like a makeshift like car seat belt. <laughs> it is huge. Like it it's is, weird looking. It is rectangular. And it, looks, it from certain angles in the show, and it could be the quality of the video we have. Uh-huh. It looked like a seat belt, and I thought, yeah. "What are you doing?" <laughs> that is bizarre. But that kid, there's no okay. Yeah, that's bad news. Bears. Pants the same color as the shirt she's wearing underneath, the long sleeve kind of collared shirt. Uh-huh. And that shirt is just—it's it, not working. That sweatshirt is not working. No, it's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's cuckoo bananas times a thousand. We're stressed. Now We're stressed. I would have also put in the ice cream man, the guy mm-hmm. who is insistent on his getting his ice cream because that sweater is hideous. It's also yeah, it's way a, too big for him. Yeah, it's a very ugly sweater. Um, that kid wins it. Sorry, kid. Yeah, you're worst dressed. You know, who's who's best dressed? Oh. Um, I like her husband, like uh, Lester. He's wearing like a his shirt is like it's like velvety. It's like it's like I don't know what is that. Which scene are we in? Um, the last scene. It is velvety. Yeah. In a cool way. Well, he's yeah. he's got like a a cool dad look. Yeah. Throughout, I like the velvety shirt though. Uh-huh. I don't know how it would hold up, but I think it's nice. Yeah. I don't think Jack Hay wears anything different during the entire... Well, none of them do, now that I because it takes place yeah. over a 24-hour period. I almost forgot also the one lady who was uh, from Meteor Man that was in front of Mary in line also had a hideous outfit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but not, as, not as bad as the kid. Yeah, I think I gotta go Lester, I think, for best dressed. I, I kind of like Let's give shirt. Lester best dressed. It looks cool. We'll go with the shirt, but I do like his outfit earlier in the day, because he's yeah. changed. He does have a wardrobe change. Yeah. He's just got a cool outfit. He's just it's, cool. It's like a velvet polo shirt, which you know I'm, I'm against a polo shirt, but this is a really cool-looking thing. I don't even yeah. know what to describe it as. It looks. It look, he wears it well. It looks good on him. Yeah. There Best you dress. go. All right. Best dress, 227. Dress. Will we return to it? I don't know. Maybe. But very, very appropriate for this episode of Ramjack. Mm-hmm. And also would have made an amazing pilot if they had won the lottery Definitely. and like made Definitely. millions. That would have been great. Would they win two hundred they they move out of building two two seven and then they when they win two hundred and twenty seven million dollars and then they buy the building and then they're the <gasps> landlords. I love that that's what they would do, buy the building. Yeah. Because yeah. we oh man, Not- we are we've already got named the building two two seven. Damn it. Oh, People will suspect things. Mm. What if we just keep living here? We don't want to have to pay rent. We'll buy the building. Nice. We'll become the landlords on the sly. I like it. I do I like think it. that now that we talk about that out loud, that is the only way to win and play the like to play and win the lottery. Yeah, definitely. Also, what does Jack Hay say at the beginning? You can't win it if you ain't in it. 
Yes. Like, just another way of saying the whole, you gotta play to win. Yes. I did, this episode is so focused on getting you to play the lottery. It re- it's such lottery propaganda. It's so weird, but I love it. I love it. I'll never play the lottery, but they they will. They if anyone would have gotten me, this show would have. Brad, thank you for bringing this to us. This is awesome. Indeed, indeed. it was a good time. Thank you for joining me and two two seven. And guys, are you still listening? Because we know you are. Um, you haven't said anything. Again, rude. Hmm. Um. But thank you for listening to Ramjack. We love doing this show. We love entertaining you. We'd love to hear from you, Brad. Do you know how they might be able to contact us? Oh, I know how because some people have. Um, we've got some voicemails. Um, oh. And those voicemails were sent to uh, 979-476-9877 or 977-GROW-UP-7. Hey, guys. It's Terry. Uh, I'm currently listening to you guys and Jonathan speak about the movies. Okay. Uh, a few years ago... I can't remember what movie it was, but I met the movie with my son, and I like to sit in the back of the theater, so I don't have nitwits behind me. And uh, so I'm watching the movie, and off to my right, I hear, who's this? What? All right, what's going on? Who? Oh, okay. All right. All right, what happened at the beginning? I didn't understand it. We were halfway through the movie. Halfway through the fucking movie. So, I, I, I just went, shut the fuck up! <laughs> and off in the distance, I hear somebody go, yeah, man. So, uh, so this has forced me into, I do not see movies with large groups of people. Uh, everybody goes piling in at night. Don't do it. I avoid all these fucking idiots at the movie theater. Because they don't know when to shut the fuck up. True. So, I go to the very first showing it doesn't matter what time it is. I have gone to the movies at 10 in the morning to see a movie because I want to avoid all these fucking dodos. Um, years ago, they had the Faces of Death movies. I don't know if you guys ever seen those. Uh, it's questionable whether all this stuff's real. Basically, you're watching a stuff film, different stories. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cold. All right, so... A friend of mine who has gotten into fistfights with people for calling somebody a racial name or whatever. Fistfight. Like, huge guy that would not tolerate it. We're in watching Faces of Death. He loses his mind because somebody's about to cook a puppy. And he's watching the puppy and he sees the puppy and all this stuff. Kids are playing with it and the woman starts cutting the puppy open. He's got oh. it's from uh, Korea or Vietnam or something. I, I, I can't remember it in almost 20 years but he gets up and starts screaming at the screen and uh, this is the only time I've ever been kicked out of a movie theater but he let, let's just say Asians so I can bet you can imagine what he was saying which was pretty shocking to everybody with him since he doesn't tolerate this stuff so I've been on both ends of people in the movie theater but yeah um it cut off uh, we get the he called back so uh We'll play that. Okay, guys, it's Terry back. All right, uh, you're on to the scooter bitches. Okay, I know some people who have to be in the scooters, mm. uh, so I have a little bit of sympathy for them, but mm. not in situations of uh, shoelessness. Oh. <laughs> uh, and 
my personal favorite, this one, she's at Walmart. She kept riding around, riding around. Everywhere I was, she was. Yep. She didn't have anything in her little basket in the front. She kept riding around, riding around, riding around, everywhere I was. So finally, I'm checking out, and I turn around and look, and there she is behind me. I'm curious, what is it she's getting? But she's all by herself. And her, 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 her item, item, mind you, she was in the grocery store as long as I was. Her item was a bag of Snickers, a big, like, a Halloween bag of Snickers. Um, and that was it. So that was her big thing she had to get at the store and drive around was a bag of fucking Snickers. So, uh, yeah, enjoy that one. Yeah. Ugh. Alex, uh, come off mute for a second. Wow. Um, gross, gross, gross. First of all, um, a lot of things to address. First of all, you saw faces of death in a theater. What? Why? Why? Where? How? That's so fucked up. I'm not. I'm not aware of what faces of death is. It's it's this like weird like. It's this like weird compilation like basically it's like a snuff film. It's like. A lot of it's fake, um, but it's like terrible. Th it's basically like a bunch of terrible things on video that were put together, like people like dying, like being murdered. Some a lot of those are the fake ones. Um, but I can definitely imagine like somebody like killing a puppy. I think that's probably one of the real ones. Unfortunately, like a lot of just like brutal, horrific imagery, and it's just really upsetting and gross. And uh, yeah, yikes. Yeah. So That's... this triggered his friend to scream at the movie screen. Uh, scream at yourself Twist for part. going to see Faces of yeah. Death in a theater. This is the same. This is the same mentality of people who clap at the end of a movie screening. Yeah. No one is there to to. You, you, Why are you who clapping? Are you, who are you, who are you clapping to? for? Who are you yelling at? It's wrong yeah. to kill animals. Well, no shit, dude. Why are you watching it? <laughs> it's wrong to see Faces that of being... Death. Like. Ugh. That being said, maybe they didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah, I don't they... think anyone does. Um, I I do want to say um I was I was looking because uh, our, our new voicemail it's a, it's a Google Voice number so it has like the Google Voice transcript, um oh, which that must you be know awesome. notoriously back in the day they were hilariously incorrect. But as like this this voicemail was starting, I was like, wow, this one's really like it's really on point. And like so I was like kind of reading ahead a little bit and. <laughs> And he's he's uh, talking about seeing the scooter bitch, and he's like, she's everywhere I was. So finally, I'm checking her out, checking out, and I turn around and looking there, and then this is where the transcript goes completely off, and it says she is fine. I'm curious, what what is it? She's getting all by herself, and I was like, oh my god, is this gonna be like a? He thought this was like a gross scooter bitch, but then there was like a hot scooter bitch. <laughs> In my mind, I was like, what's gonna happen? But no, it turns out it was of course uh, bad Google Translate. Would it would it be possible for there to be a hot scooter bitch? No, by definition, no, absolutely not. Never, not allowed. Even if like a really attractive person suddenly became immobile for some reason, not completely, but just for a little bit, and they had to ride a scooter around. Never. Because the scooter itself, or the act of they they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. No. They would do anything else. They would have one of those weird like um I've hurt my foot um like scooter things like the like the little the little stick on with a wheel thing um like you just feel bad for everybody that has one of those they wouldn't be in a scooter 
in my mind, they're like side saddling a, an actual like real scooter, like a moped, and someone is like carrying them around everywhere. Ugh. Uh, we got one more voicemail here. Also, bravo for Mick yelling at the person who just wasn't keeping up with the movie and screaming. Indeed. That's, Good that's work. stupid. Don't Good do work. that. Hey, Brennan and Alex, it's John Pernasek here. I am calling because you requested a voicemail for me. It is Memorial Day. I am a little bit drunk, but I would not necessarily categorize this as a drunk dial or a drunken offer. Hello, boys. I am calling to give you a bit of a description, a description of my character, my my vacation villain, I believe is the term that was bandied about. Yay. I have decided that my He-Man villain name, in the grand tradition of He-Man villains, is going to be something along the lines of the Mastor Relaxor. I think Skeletor would probably pronounce it as such. The Mastor Relaxor. Mastor Relaxor. But in actuality, on paper, it would just be, you know, written out as the Master Relaxor. But also, maybe a little bit of a play on Master Blaster from, you know, Mad Max Beyond Thunder. My, uh, my villainous power, as it were, would be uh, an ability to sort of render the sophisticated, the cultural elite, the hoi polloi, if you will. I would be able to immediately render them to the intelligence level of a caveman. I would be able to change their outfits. I would be able to turn them from beautiful, sophisticated ladies in dresses and handsome men in crisp tuxedos. I would, I would turn them into bathrobe, graffiti, crocs with socks, monsters. And I would turn them into drooling slobs who couldn't appreciate the fancy events they were attending. So I would ruin operas. I would ruin musical events, oh. improv shows, anything that required <laughs> some semblance or modicum of intelligence, I would ruin it because I would make everyone so relaxed that they just didn't care anymore. And when when no one cares, <laughs> that's when I can take advantage. That's, that's when I can steal what to my heart's desire. That's when I can seize what is rightfully mine because no one cares. Then, then why should them... Why should the master? I'm sorry, I just got distracted by two people who are apparently on a bike date. Good God Almighty! Anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, and also for the pusher, I believe a handy catchphrase would be, "When push comes to shove, the pusher will be there." Or if you want to make it more complicated, "When push comes to shove, the pusher will be in attendance." Take it back. Amazing. I love it, love it, love it. I almost, is... I almost emailed Jonathan earlier today when I realized we'd asked for that. And I was gonna see if he could do it on the fly, and I was like, ah, it's a little late notice. I don't wanna, don't wanna put him out. It's much appreciated. Very appreciated, and he's right. Mm, the pusher will always be there. Was that the pusher voice I did? I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sweet. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. He's good. Good. A good. Bad yeah. Boy. yeah. He's a bad boy. Also, general spoiler, aka spoil sport, will also be there. <sighs> On awkward dates, sometimes with his beloved Jesse Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> That's God right. Damn you, Manzi. That's right. Sometimes me and Kingpin go out. I mean, um, a uh, general spoiler, go out on sexy dates. That's correct, we do. It's very intimidating sounding. I agree. 
guys, there's a lot of other ways to get in touch with the podcast. By all means, send us your voicemails. Just do it. Um, email us. Ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Ramjackpodcast. Visit the website, ramjackpodcast.com. Go to the wiki. wiki. Yeah, like, there's a lot of awesome... Every episode is in detail, Mm -hmm. uh, as far as records go. Indeed, it's very, very searchable. Like, all all, all the tags from the episodes are in there, so if there's any random thing you're trying to remember or try to figure out from the podcast, just search for it in the wiki, and it'll probably come up in some form or fashion. Um, One of my favorite tags from the last episode got a hot streak running. Most unfortunate phrasing ever, which makes so much sense when you actually listen to the episode. Mm, indeed. As as do gentle puppy kisses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gentle puppy kisses. It's so so puppy. So gentle. So puppy. <laughs> the, I mean, these tags are worth it. I mean, alone. Indeed, it's delightful. Um, get on that. Uh, guys, Facebook group is where all the magic is. Lots of fun happening there. Get on it. Go there. <laughs> when recording, I had four free drinks. As of today, I'm up to six free drinks. That's a tag. That's, that's a very a, valid tag. It's, it's a fact. It's important. Uh, gotta keep you guys uh, abreast of my star dashings. Bug out dollars. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, iTunes, leave us a review. Yes. Tell your friends. Tell the world. Hmm. Look, you got a convertible? You got windows in your car? Roll them down. Drop that top. Jam to some Ramjack. Yes. It's much better. It's much more exciting than emulation. Yeah. <laughs> when you're laughing and rolling down the street, people will be asking what's going on, and they'll you'll be like, it's Ramjack, dummies. Get on it. And then you just peel out. Yes, do that, do that. Um, and guys, listen, I know it feels difficult out there. I know you're in a hotel room watching Forrest Gump uh, crying your eyes out. Um, you just need to know, with your family around you, you're never alone. When you know that you're loved, you don't need to roam. Because there's, there's no place like child.